Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this video, I'm going to be talking about why I think they need to remove damage and reload perks from the game. Let me explain myself before you get angry. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or maybe on Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. Whenever you're on my YouTube channel, hitting subscribe and the bell button is super helpful to me. It helps me out. You can also click the join button if you want to become a paying member. We have all kinds of cool things going on in the Discord like watch parties and this new show and everything else. So be sure to become a member and get in there if you haven't already. So why am I talking about this? On the verge of what we hope is some good changes for the game, we hope to see a deepening of perks, perk variety, perk power, things like that on the weapons themselves. We've kind of gotten to a rut with respect to chasing perks. Now, I will admit, Bungie has made some good changes moving away from certain perk types, and a lot of us have been gravitating towards Demolitionist, but by and large, I don't think uh, Killing Win and Unrelenting have been enough to really change what most people end up searching for. Even if it's something like somebody called me out this morning, said, well, you're running Surrounded. That's a damage perk too. And I was like, you know what? You're right. However, I'm not like going to boycott them. I merely want to talk about how they don't actually promote choice. Okay. If you're going to get a weapon and there are perks in the pool that can increase reload or damage, both of those perks become sort of a non-choice. You're essentially saying, you know what? Nothing else is really going to compete with this. Now, the only way you compete with a damage perk or a reload perk would have to be some type of perk that's going to be stronger And I don't know how you do that without creating a bunch of perk power creep where every season and every year they're having to make perks better than the other, better than the other. And that's what we're we're trying to get away from. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is just reload perks, why I think they're problematic. Then I want to talk about damage perks. I want to end by saying they need to work on the visual feedback, player feedback of, of perks, as well as more utility perks. So first, let's just talk about reload perks. I just think they tend to feel necessary on a lot of gun types, especially certain archetypes. You just feel like I have to have an increase in reload. I need this. I need a way to make reload go faster, especially if you're using something that's a little bit slower and more sluggish. Anything that's more slow fire rate, like a 110 hand cannon, for example, you're like, it's it's unbearable without a reload perk. This is one of the reasons why I thought Feeding Frenzy on the Warden's Law was so enjoyable. I really don't think these perks as perks go deep enough to actually do anything other than it just makes something faster it's just making your reload faster if you really want to get some perspective on this think of it from this angle it's essentially giving you a mod from your gauntlets on your gun i mean that's how kind of boring it is you're grinding for guns you're trying to get god rolls and one of the mainstay perks that most people are going for is in essence synonymous and interchangeable with getting enhanced submachine gun loader on your gauntlets. That, that, that's not that deep of a choice. That's not that profound of an option. I was playing Minecraft Dungeons with my son and my daughter and my wife. It's a game we've all been playing together and we've really been enjoying it. And I had a bow that shot slower and didn't do great damage, but it passed through enemies and it would like seek out other enemies after that. It was really effective for crowd control. I got a new bow that was a little bit higher, higher damage rating, and it had perks on it that would give me a better damage rating, but it wasn't going to give me that crowd control anymore. It was going to be good for single target damage. 
in that instance, I was choosing between two sort of functions as opposed to it being like, no, all that matters is DPS. How fast does it reload and how much damage does it output? Just in that moment, it sort of gave me this window and like they really need to go down that road for weapon design as opposed to it never really truly feels like a choice. Reload feels necessary on some types and archetypes and also it has a greater influence over the DPS damage per second of a gun because you're qu- able to more quickly start shooting it again. Second, let's talk about damage perks. In a very, very similar lane, even after the nerfs, they still feel almost automatic. We're just searching for different types with different names, whether it's Trench Barrel or Surrounded, Rampage, uh, Kill Clip, Multi Kill Clip. These are all, uh, and Swashbuckler. They're all a horse of a different color. It, it, they're in essence doing the same thing. We have small differences that lead to the same result. A perk that enables me to get more damage on the gun. And it's really hard to ever say, well, why would I choose anything else? When you really start to compare what a gun is intended to do, it's meant to shoot, do damage, and reload, continue doing damage. And when those two things are the primary things you can influence on a gun with perks, unless it's something like Demolitionist, not a lot of other perks get any sort of play. We tend to just ignore them. As I gave with my example in Minecraft Dungeons, if every bow broke down into the same perk options of increased damage or or increased reload, that's all I would be generally choosing between. Even your primary weapons in Minecraft Dungeons They have a variety of perks. Some of them just increase raw damage. Some of them have a chance to chain enemies together. Some of them slow. Some knock back. Some of them cause bleed damage, you know, over time. Some of them get increased damage after you wound them. Some of them do not, uh, I already said knock back, or some of them actually stun and blind. These are all things that equip me to handle combat in different ways, depending on what I feel my role is. So I've got my wife equipped with all these abilities to knock enemies back and to play protective and defensive i've got her bow doing knockback i've got my bow and stuff doing something completely different as opposed to us both going in with bows and primary weapons that essentially do the same thing they actually function very differently which then leads us to play differently she tends to hang back her bow is a little bit more defensive and she'll charge in with her abilities and knock everybody back I tend to play more offensive. I push in. I've got an ability that hurts everybody around me. It doesn't actually knock them back. So even in a game like that, a a very, very simple dungeon crawler, you can see how combat and gameplay changes when you have perks and, and and game decisions that are not purely how much damage can I do with this and how quickly does it reload. My advice on reload perks, first of all, is to homogenize reload speeds, okay? homogenize them make them very similar reloading a gun should not be a pain point it shouldn't be incredibly frustrating and then all you got to do is mitigate a slower reload speed with your gauntlets and like throw the perk on there that's you investing in some build crafting and some spending of energy on your armor and if if the reload perks uh, i'm sorry if the reload speeds are more homogenized which i mean they're more similar they're more closer together I think you would see more experimentation, more archetypal representation in people's loadouts, and it wouldn't feel like there is literally no way I'm going to run that gun. It's too slow. It doesn't work. I actually think damage 
types or effects are needed. So in the realm of damage perks, you could have different damage types and then different uh, effects that happen, whether it's bleed damage, damage over time. These are effects that take on a different role depending on where you're going because damage over time in some areas isn't useful because there's tons of enemy. An effect of suppression or chain lightning or something like that would probably be far better for areas where you're sort of getting that faucet of enemies, but single targets, maybe stronger single targets, you might consider using something that does damage over time. The idea there being pain points in the game have different solutions and different efficiencies, and you're trying to find out what those are. So lastly, let's talk about visual and and utility. This is something we've talked about before, and I think it does play a really significant role. More player feedback in like the visual and auditory realm, I think, would help. One of the reasons I think people gravitate towards reload perks is you see it happen. You see your gun go flip, 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 and you're done because you got Outlaw or you got Feeding Frenzy ramp, you know, ramped all the way up. These are things that you can see, and it communicates immediate value to the player. They know they're getting a benefit from that perk, as well as like auditory perks when you hear certain things go bing or you hear the you know you hear the change you see the glow these are all things i think bungie could look at where if you're going to start investing in newer perks newer style perks you start feeling the benefit of it if it's i think you feel it in a more profound or more clear way if it's seen and heard instead of just oh it's over on the side of my screen when i'm running surrounded i, I don't ever really l- look at it that and threat detector i'm not going to look during the th- during the heat of battle i'm not going to look over there at the side of my screen second i think more utility and en- elemental effects would look cool but also spice up combat if there were more elemental effects as i said things like chain lightning suppression fields blinding explosions bigger fire flag explosions, things like this. These are the types of things that I think could feel like, oh, I'm doing more damage, I am more effective, but you're not actually only chasing reload and damage perks. You're chasing something that does something. Fundamentally, I think that's the question that we should be asking. Asking, what does this gun do? When I was playing Minecraft Dungeons and I was choosing between two different bow types or weapon types, the question was never in my mind, oh, what's the damage? How fast can I swing this thing? It was, what will this weapon do it has a function it has a a a thing that either heals me or supports the team or does crowd control or does great high damage against a single target these are all questions that you're asking what's the role of the weapon not the role of the perks but what role is it fulfilling what does it do i think instead of just faster reload and damage we would start focusing more on what would feel like space magic and essentially viewing weapons as casting different types of spells and different type of function and utility as opposed to stripping everything down to how fast it can reload and how much damage it can do as always we're going to transition to q a after this if you're listening to this on itunes spotify or google play you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about why they should remove damage and reload perks from the game. If you're listening to this on Google Play or Spotify or iTunes, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Whenever you get to the YouTube channel, hit and subscribe, and then the bell button helps me out. That'll ensure you can watch these streams live when they happen. If you want to become a paying member, you can click join or go to sntrpresents.com to become a paying Patreon. Appreciate everybody who's been doing that. So first question from table jfk 
says, Do you believe that the root cause of damage perk creep on weapons is because the utility of other perks such as Dragonfly feels if they are too weak when compared to their D1 counterparts? In my opinion, Dragonfly was a good perk in D1, but not because it made the gun spit out big number. Thoughts? This really touches on the example I gave from Minecraft Dungeons where I was choosing between something that was really good for crowd control it was a bow and it would pass through the enemies and then bounce around and hit more but the damage was a little bit lower and so was the fire rate i was trading you know higher fire rate or higher damage uh i traded that for a crowd control utility this uh, this is exactly this touches on it Right? You, you have this gun with this explosion that you can proc if used properly, and it would help with damage control. It would fl- you know, fling the enemies back. It would help with with damage. You know, it would a little bit, a little bit, right? It would put some burn on them and, and, and whatnot. So this is probably one of the best examples we can give as sort of a test and like a springboard, like, hey, go in this direction. When I say give us more visual and more utility, Give us more visual effect. Dragonfly looks dope. You feel dope when you see that explosion. Give us more utility. A dope visual effect isn't that great if it doesn't do anything for you, if it's not really helping. Uh, So I'll give you an example from Minecraft Dungeons. There are weapons where you can buff the treasure drop rate, and this little treasure chest pops up. My wife's like, oh, what did I get? I'm like, it only does that when it procs a drop. So she got like an apple. It was just like some food on the ground. So the visual didn't necessarily land on the effect, on on the actual utility. It was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't need to see that. I just need to see the thing on the ground. So in this situation, the visual of dragonfly doesn't really seem tied to the utility it doesn't actually seem to do as much as we would like it to do so i think you have to work on both i think visual feedback of some perks is too understated it's too hard to know if it's actually doing the thing and then with ones like dragonfly where you can tell when it's doing the thing it doesn't actually seem to offer enough utility and power it just seems to like okay that was cool that was like somebody throwing down a firecracker uh so that's where I would land on this is use Dragonfly as sort of your beginning scaffolding and start doing other perks and trying to replicate uh, what it what it what it could be and what it should be ultimately as a, a, a oh you want to use this instead of a damage perk and if we got think about it if there were six or seven perks like that all of a different you know feel then I, I don't know I feel like choosing between your guns would be a lot more fun it would be dependent upon the content dependent upon the role that you want to play uh, just how I had like I said I had my wife using a bow that was doing knockback and healing and doing some other support things and she, she kind of stayed back and then I was charging forward combat and destiny doesn't really turn into that big of a difference where some people are hanging back and some people are pushing forward but it certainly does affect how close you sometimes get to enemies how rambunctious you know how close quarters you want to get and what you're going to get for maybe being a little bit more patient and hit, patient and hitting some good headshots versus somebody who's just running in and spraying Necro with the next question says I'd like to know your position on more utility perks such as blinds, snares, stuns elemental damage over time, suppression ETC as a replacement for damage and reload perks. I believe this will tie into enemy engagement changes as well yeah I, I didn't get this specific but I did go big picture at the end of the talk. I said we need something that's more utility. We need something that is more as I said elemental effects but also a way to spice up combat and change things around ultimately leading us to ask the question what does this weapon do 
leaning into the space magic and saying this weapon does xyz utility or you know another way to phrase it is this weapon enables me to stop counter or mitigate this thing that happens in this sort of content so big great uh, crowd control, you know, explosions or blinding effects or stunning effects would be great when you're in content like Reckoning. Single target dot or suppression might be good for some of the champions or some of the stronger majors. So depending on what you typically want to do or what you're aiming for, you would change your gun, change your loadout, change your utility. Um, so, you know, I breezed through it at the end, but I even said, imagine weapons as more being like spell casters. It's going to be casting some form of spell and bullets are the mechanism that it does this. So a blinding or a knockback or a suppression or a trap or a shove or, or a dot, uh, bleed, you know, any of those I think could, could be really, really good really really good perks to spice things up because as i said I, I think one of the biggest problems with reload and damage there's no thought behind it what does it do well it's universally effective i can shoot more because i can reload faster and it does more damage so you're never going to look at content and be like well is that going to be helpful in this piece of content no it's damage and reload it's damage and reload. Oh, we need to change that uh, that timer. Fight night is not tonight. Um, we're actually rethinking fight night. We might be doing Jackbox this week. Uh, so you know, if 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 I'm going into content and I'm questioning whether or not a blinding or a snare or an elemental dot is going to be helpful, I'm going to do that based off of the content, based off of the enemies. But if if you're gonna if you're gonna always look at damage and reload, you're gonna when is that never not helpful? When is it ever going to be less helpful? Well, no, it's super universal. It's literally what a gun does. It's 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 the mechanism that it uses to dole out damage. The damage number on the bullet and then the reload speed to start shooting again. So there's no thought there. One major issue with that is locked loadouts. Right, right. I don't think locked loadouts is a good is a good modifier, to be fair. I really don't. I, I don't understand. Like, if I get halfway through an area and I'm like, okay, that was really helpful, but now we're in a little bit of an interim here, I want to switch things around. I don't think I don't think locked loadouts is helpful. It doesn't feel like it's achieving anything. It doesn't. It feels like it's just limiting your ability to change things, you know, in missions or on the fly or whatever. It's why Prestige became unliked. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, when I'm running... When I'm running a raid... When I'm running a raid, and I go from one encounter to the next, one of the things I actually enjoy is having a specific loadout for an individual individual encounter. That... There's something right about that. Oh, this boss, this flow of enemies, this mechanic that I'm required to do, I really, really like, boop, 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 and I change everything. This idea is like, nope, you picked it, you gotta stick with it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I have an ar- I have an armada of guns. I have an, I'm sorry, an, arm- an armory of guns in my, in my backpack. I got all these different loadout options, mod options, build crafting exotics, and you're like, no, no, uh-uh. Nope, you got to keep it the whole time. I, I need to get that out of here. Get it out of here. And and here's what happens when they do that. Then they have more freedom to say, halfway through this strike, we're going to shake things up in the Grandmaster Nightfall, and you're going to want to try to change what you're using. 
you know, and I think that that would give them more freedom. Lock loadout is fine. It makes you think about the entire mission and find something that fits for everything. But I think the point that I just made is a better point. If you removed lock loadout, then they're at liberty to say halfway through this new thing or elemental thing or champion thing shows up and you're like, oh, we got to switch things around. Just like when you go from one encounter to the next. I don't think through the entire raid and think, what's the best loadout for basically literally every encounter? I think, what encounter am I am I going into? Try swapping on console. This time next year, that's not going to be an issue anymore. I'm not going to care about that. We're going to mostly have people on new consoles, we would hope. That's not a reason to limit the freedom and the creativity of encounters or loadouts or challenges. Having really slow load times on console, I don't think that's a valid reason. I would hope by this time next year, most of the community has switched over to the new consoles and we're not even talking about that anymore. I feel your pain. I really do. I think some of the event, some of the event structure has been bad because it constantly calls you to go back to the tower and you got to deal with those slow load times. Locked loadout encourages team coordination, but you're not seeing where this could go. You're only thinking about the really, really limited and arguably pretty boring Grandmaster Nightfall. What if things changed halfway through the Grandmaster and you changing your loadout was part of you synergizing with your team? Not once have I indicated that if we did this, you would be a universal soldier able to move through a Grandmaster, changing your loadout, not really needing to talk to your team. I still think you'd want to talk to your team and say, hey, we're about to go to an area where really high damage and dot damage is going to be effective. You run that. I'll run suppression. I'll slow the guy down. You can put the dot on him. Like You still might... You, there, there's, there's, I think there's greater room, right? There's greater room to allow for them to actually ramp up layers of difficulty by saying we're not locking loadout anymore. Without lock loadouts, Grandmaster would be a cakewalk. Complete and utter unbacked overstatement, homie. That is not true at all. Being able to change your loadout would not make them a cakewalk. That's not how they're not designed in a way where like the primary pain point in a in a Grandmaster Nightfall isn't like if I could only switch my weapon and my loadout. No, you lose tons of am- you lose tons of ammo when you change your loadout anyway. Like Grandmaster Nightfalls don't suddenly become easy in a cakewalk simply because you can change your stuff. Um, so, and again, I think they could add more layers by saying you can change stuff throughout. It's, we're we're not going to require you to keep the same loadout the entire time. Um, so I want to see how the corrupted grand monster would suddenly become a cakewalk universally agreed to be the hardest content ever in destiny. Right. I, yeah, Rain the Dark. With stasis being added in Beyond Light, do you see this as the start of elements having actual influence on the weapons? Stasis frees enemies in place, so that could be an element instead of a perk. Right, I think that this is one of the things I've been hoping for, right? I think since Forsaken I've been saying that we want more elemental perks. Right? We want more perks that do something. And stasis is hopefully the beginning of that. Um... I would hope there's cool stasis perks like the more I shoot an enemy, the more they slow. So certain guns would be better for that perk. And then you can have other perks where a good crit shot sends out, you know, stasis crystals. Or um, a really good crit shot puts a stasis field on the ground for a few seconds to slow the bum rush. Um, 
or a state it causes it causes a chain explosion where a couple of people freeze and it gets weaker as it goes or something like these are all these are all things that would make stasis not just more interesting but would make elements more interesting the idea that oh elements can actually do something in the game as opposed to being relegated to shield popping that's why I'm like, give us elemental primaries. What in the frick do elements do right now anyway? You give us elemental primaries, true elemental primaries, get rid of this idea of kinetic, okay? It would just be, I, I think, I think it would be a a better deepening of the weapon pool that make them do something. Um, switching loadouts would be easier because of the situation where you need to hover grenade to cheese but stuck on a well. Yeah, but exploits are never a reason to not give us freedom. What's good, Rambo-sama? Like, people doing exploits is never a reason to not increase, you know, quality of the game and do a quality update for folks. Um, I was more referring to the the element intrinsically slowing enemies, but perks adding to it like you were describing. Oh, so an intrinsic perk to stasis is the slowing. So intrinsic perk to solar would be dot. Intrinsic perk to arc would be... I don't know. Um, maybe a chance to stun because it like shocks them. Uh, it, it, yeah, intrinsic perks to the elements sounds good. I just wonder if if how much of an impact would you want those to have? Would you know? It, and it, maybe it's it's more impactful with the right perk. So maybe what was the thing in Borderlands called? Was it telemetry where the grenade exploded and it pulled everybody in? You could do that with void. You could have void weapons have a chance of getting a telemetry perk where when you land a crit shot, there's a chance for it to create a, a black hole field that like sucks everybody in. And that's again, that's crowd control. Um, there's all sorts of things you could do. Light Leap says, you know, void. Oh, singularity. Thank you. It wasn't telemetry. It was singularity. Yeah, it caused the singularity. Light Leap says void could debuff. Solar could do dot damage. Art could be AOE and stasis could be immobilization. Yeah, I mean, that would be, again, again, that adds another layer, because you're like, well, this gun's cool, but it's a solar primary, and its perks are built around dot damage. That's not always something I'm looking to do. Maybe you want more AoE. Maybe you want more of a debuff. This creates decisions that are not purely dictated by what's its DPS. How fast can it can reload, and you know how much of a damage buff can I get? That is, that's just too, unfortunately, I think that's just too simple, and we've gotten stuck in that rut for a really long time, and the best thing to do, I think, is just get rid of damage and reload perks, homogenize reload, so that reloads across weapons are more similar, reloading should not be the pain point of an entire archetype, like 110s, so... I'd switch solar and arc, personally, it ultimately, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. So, this is his house. I think Dookie Tang Chicken Wang is way behind on the stream. That's like that's like forty five minutes ago. Necro with another question from Chalk Doctor. If Bungie doesn't get rid of damage perks, do you think that they should focus on creating new utility based perks or empower the already existing perks? For example, Grave Robber giving melee energy or giving Dragonfly the Dragonfly spec mod by default. I mean, I definitely think this would be a great place to start. I think newer perks would be more exciting than rein, you know reinvigorating some of the older ones. I also think things like Grave Robber and others 
that's where I, I didn't just say we needed more utility and more function. We need more visual representation. Player feedback has got to be a part of this equation. It, it has to. If, if I'm not getting any, any feedback about what the perk is doing, if I'm not aware of when it's active, I don't see that it's active, I don't see it do anything, I think that's when you start to lose people. They're just like, is it even doing anything? You know, that's why reload's so popular. And obviously, damage is popular because you see the number going up. You, 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 you see the the enemies dying quicker. You feel, you feel the effect of the perk in a in a more apparent and easier way. It's far more accessible. You know, as, as soon as it's working. You know, that's why Dragonfly, I think, ultimately falls short because it draws your attention to it because there's this big boom, and then you're like, that's not really all that great. So that I think, and this again is going down the exact same train of thinking that I was going down is, is if you remove these, it leaves more room. They, they, they nerfed them. So some of us are like, oh, demo demolitionist is the go-to demolitionist is the go-to. But the primary reason you're running demo is because of oppressive darkness. Like that's one of the main reasons you like running it, which is fine, but that's still, it's essentially in essence, a damage perk. (laughs) There's utility of slowing crowd control, blinding, um, stunning, burning, like there's other things that can deliver damage in other ways. Because fundamentally, here's where I think some people are going to, they're, they're going to fall off the rails of this discussion and be like, I don't understand what Lono means. He's arguing for the removal of damage perks and reload perks, but then he's arguing for perks that inevitably will do damage in certain ways. And you're right. Okay. You're right to say that. I am talking about the damage being delivered in a way where it brings about an effect and a function as opposed to just raw killing power. Like the idea of stunning a group, knocking a group back, blinding a group, putting a damage pool on the ground after the explosion, things like that. Things that are going to control the flow of battle in a way that you see it, it's visual, and it, it you see the effect it has on the game. So, I would say you're always going to be doing damage. You're always going to be doing damage. That's what you're doing. You're taking a gun and you're going boom, boom, boom. That is outputting damage. The question is, does it do it in a way that is either unique with respect to the visual effect and then is it unique or empowering or strong or whatever from the respect of like a utility or a function? As I said at the end of the video, what does this weapon do? It like think of it as I said as as a spellcaster. What's it doing out in the world as opposed to it's just raw damage. That's all that really matters. That makes the grind far more interesting because guns take on more identity. Like when I had that bow in my in Minecraft Dungeons, it changed the way I played. I felt that the bow had its own identity. It was cool. I remembered it. I'm talking about it the next day. You know. I can't believe you want more than Rampage 3 in the corner of your screen. (laughs) So. Next question from Zeta. With the removal of those perks, the idea of a perk that would make your gun compatible with stuff like the seasonal mods, so the weapon got reissued, they could slap one of those perks in its pool for the season, allowing for better interactivity with the seasonal mechanic. This sounds good, but the minute I press in on it, you might admit that it's not good. What you're relegating that weapon to, then, unfortunately, is you're moving it to a very specific and not abundant role. 
how often are you seeing anti-barrier unstoppable overload and how often are you really needing that perk if you're in a group setting if people are melting them down maybe somebody else is you know running the maybe somebody else is running the you know the actual mod or whatever i just think it's too narrow I think it's way, way, way too narrow to suddenly say, hey, we're reissuing this gun and it can roll with anti-barrier. I, we had a better suggestion a while ago and I think this is the way to take it. I think you could just start adding the champion stuff to the intrinsic traits. So a high-impact frame should just be an unstoppable. Anything that's high-impact frame should have unstoppable automatically woven into it. So if you hold the gun long enough, it glows, bam, and unstoppable is procced. Rapid fires make sense to be overload, and then whatever else is left, uh, aggressive could be for, you know, anti-barrier. So rapids are great for overload because you're overloading them. You're shooting them a lot. High impacts make sense to be unstoppable. Bam, it stuns them. And then aggressive, it makes sense for that to be the sort of like, oh, it's going to bust the shield. It's just intrinsic. It's intrinsic to the actual archetype. And then you're done. No more need for the mods. The mods don't need to be on the, the freaking seasonal you know, artifact. Get them out of there. Now, that might get too narrow, but as far as I know, there's different archetypes in all of the gun types, so you would be able to ensure, you know, and then you'd have to have some crossover. Like, I think uh, precision and high impact, you'd have to treat the same. Precision frames and high impact frames could both do unstoppable. Um, And then, like, lightweight could also be, you know, overload. Lightweight and rapid fire are, like, quick. You You could have some crossover. Those two archetypes would both be able to do that champion thing. And I don't know if I'm missing one. In, in in any case, if they were to do that, or or we have the suggestion to put it on barrels, that would work too. I would be fine with that. Put it on barrels. That's fine too. The point is, the point is, I don't want my perk decision and my perk pool getting muddled with stuff that isn't that important. It's a very specific enemy type. Even if Bungie... Even if Bungie were to put champions in more places, I, I don't really know if I want to be like, what's the role on that? Well, it's got this really cool elemental effect, but it's got anti-barrier on it. And I, it, you know, so I only really need to pull this out when anti-barrier guys are around. Um, if it's intrinsic or on a barrel, it doesn't really mess with your role. The role should be more about like the gun's function and the function I think should be a little bit more universal and that's gets I think that gets just too narrow personally like as I said when I press in on it I would be concerned about what that would result in with respect to like do you even want that there the real king salty in your opinion, if Bungie removed damage and reload perks everywhere, would that then require them to significantly buff certain archetypes across the board on all weapons to be viable with already strong weapons that don't have any significant damage perks? Well, I would have to crunch the numbers, so I'm not going to comment on the damage perks. I argued in the video you would need to homogenize reload. I don't think you should have one tens just suffering. They literally don't work. They don't work. Well, they, they do work, but they're awful without it without a reload perk on there. I would just homogenize them. Like reload perk should be a reload stat should be a whole lot closer together. Should be a whole lot closer together, and then you just give that reload just a slight little uptick. It gives you a slight little uptick if you're if you're you know using the the, the right gauntlet mod or whatever. So, 
180s, low mag, low reload, lowest damage, highest fire rate. Makes no sense. Right. That would be another thing that they have to look at. Are there archetypes of guns that basically make no sense? Are there archetypes of guns that make no sense, like a 180? You know, they don't they don't even make any sense. So they would need to do this was this would not just be done at a perk level. I think this would need to this would need to impact other things as well. They would want to impact things like the uh the archetypes that 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 seem nonsensical. Um I think a lot of us have said just roll 140s into 150s. Change all 140 hand cans to 150s, just roll them in. So then you have a nice three-tiered archetype. 110, 150, 180. Make the 110s and 180s not so, ins- un- you know, just awful. And then you're off to the races with a better setup. Tim Tim says, is sky the limit when it comes to perks? My concern is how creative can they get with different types? Well, just so to be clear, this is all part of Weapons 2.0. I don't know what they're doing, Dr. Cleveland. I'm saying I want to see these changes over the next year. It makes the guns more interesting. Think about it. Do do you really want to chase some unique weapons in the raid when fundamentally, if you're still chasing the same thing, reload damage perks? It'll be nice when they make the gun better, but... what about like if that's still ultimately what we're chasing? I think that'll that'll still get kind of boring after a while. And and this is related to what Tim's asking. You know, is the sky the limit the per on the perks? Well, first and foremost, they have a little bit more room now to make upper echelon guns because of sunsetting. So they can make guns that are in their own sort of categories. So they can have stronger perks and you know stronger efficacy, and then. You could also, I think, get more creative with the power because you know, oh, this thing's getting sunset, right? This 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 is getting this is getting sunset in in a year. We can actually swing a little bit harder at this. If all we're ever doing is looking at damage and reload, how fast can a gun reload and how much damage can it do? You're going to just run out of train track. You are, but an adept weapon from trials or an adept weapon from a raid that can do chain lightning on three enemies instead of just to one more enemy. So traditional chain lightning on a normal weapon that's not from the raid could chain to like one other enemy. But the chain lightning from the raid on this auto rifle, it chains to up to two or three more. Now obviously it gets weaker as it travels, but visually you'd be like, this is freaking awesome. There's a clear difference between my gun and the guns down there that get chain lightning. That's just an example, but you see the point is that and in a year it gets sunset so in a year they could be like oh that's not going to cause us any trouble yeah that's not going to cause us any trouble in the next raid in the next in the next thing that's not going to cause us any issue thunderlord well you would want it to be weaker than thunderlord obviously but you get the point it's like if it's visually cool and the effect is helpful for crowd control then you're on the right track the real Kelia says, if they remove these perks, do you think that people would actually start to embrace the current other mods, which are already better? People already sleep on mods like Demolitionist, Field Prep, Underdog. I'd like to see more reactionary perks, i.e. after taking damage, briefly after aiming down sights. I I don't, I'm not going to push back on the suggestion, but I'm going to give you my opinion on some of those reactionary mods, like Underdog and others. If it's dependent upon me being low health or taking damage, that's not something I want on my gun. 
this gun is great and it gets a nice little uptick oh when's when oh when you almost die or when you take damage oh what what no i want the gun to be good because the gun is good i want the perk roll to be good because the perk roll is good not like well it's good if now there's a difference between saying it's good if you hit successive crit shots or if you can get some rapid kills it's gonna proc something dope like that's conditional sure but being conditional on taking damage you're read quite often in grandmaster I mean, that's true. There are there are situations. I know in Wrath of the Machine as well, I was taking damage a lot and I had a gun with underdog on it and I liked when it procced. I just wonder it would need to be really really visually apparent when it happens. I think that would be my pushback. I think sometimes those things that happen that that help you, it's super hard to notice it in the thick of things because you're just trying to stay alive. So they would need to come up with creative ways to like let you know that it that it happened, that you you got assisted by XYZ perk on your weapon. Um and then again, you're only really going to want something like that when you're going into environments where you're taking tons of damage. Outside of Grandmaster Nightfalls, I get to the point in dungeons and in raids where like I'm pretty in control of my health and I'm not going to sit there and like willingly take damage. Somebody was talking about that with pulse monitor on a grenade launcher and you can hurt yourself and I'm like, "No, get the frick out of here. I'm not going to do I'm not going to go for a roll on a weapon and load myself out to self-inflict damage." Or, or something of, uh, to that nature so I'm not I am not a fan of them that doesn't mean they don't have room that doesn't mean they don't have possibilities of being you know helpful I'm not a fan of them I would just want something if it's going to proc on me being low health or taking damage I would want the proccing of the perk to be very very visually apparent you know a perfect example somebody says I have eye of the storm I have it on a pvp pulse I couldn't tell you if it's ever proc'd right it's just you've got to be looking at the enemy and shooting while also looking over on the side of your screen they let us know usually either weapon glows or sound cue or a special version of the red pulse at the corner of your screens i think it just needs to be increased darksider i'm not saying they don't do it i'm saying they don't do it enough it's not as apparent it's competing with things like reload perks where your gun you know you reload it really fast or damage perks that you can visually see right in front of your eyeballs the number going up um Sometimes you got to hit the, the player over the head with a 2 by 4 to like, like, hey, pff, this is happening, you know? All right, see you later, Rambo. I would say just do more of it. Do more of the visual representation. Mr. Han Brolo, for me to accept damage perk removal, they would have to implement another way to get damage bonuses through other means, such as maybe staggering, stunning, or maybe another perk that opens it up to more damage from teammates. Thoughts? Well, and I think a good example of this would be disruption break. I think that would be a, I think that'd be a good example of uh, of of that as an option. So disruption break is when you break an enemy's shield with this weapon, it makes them more vulnerable to kinetic damage for a brief period. Um, so this to me is is again like an idea to go down. If I, you could call it, you know. You call it stun lock as a joke, where if you if you get all the bolts to hit a major, it stuns them, and then they take increased damage from your teammates or something. So you'd have a vested interest in like bum rushing and gut busting a major with your fusion, get all the bolts on them. It does like some sort of a stun lock where like they get locked in. A, in a, they could do this on a stasis gun. They get like frozen. It procs the freeze. 
There you go. Do you see what stasis could potentially bring to the game? The idea that my fusion rifle now has a function in the game. I'm going to go shut this guy down if I use the gun properly, and that helps the team. So as Han Berlo is driving at here, if I stagger, stun, or do something, I want to be able to get some of that damage bonus back. Sure. If it comes across in a different way. As we said just a moment ago, no matter how you shake this, we're doing damage. And the question is, how effectively can we do that damage? Giving us other ways to deliver it is, I think, the real, real key. This is why some of the supers aren't that interesting. Why? Because we're delivering the damage in the same way and it feels weak. What's it matter if I'm running around throwing a hammer or slicing around with a blade or slamming the ground? If it feels weak in the end game, it doesn't really matter. It, 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 oh yeah, cool, but the delivery it doesn't line up with the effect. And so this is where Dragonfly would need a buff. Some of the things we're talking about would need to be very visually apparent and effective. And effective. It needs to be, you know, kicked up a notch. I think roaming supers across the board just need a buff in the end game. They need to be buffed. You need to be a lot harder to kill in a Grandmaster Nightfall, and you need to be able to kill a whole lot more with a roaming super so they don't just get shoved off the table. Because there could be some environments where, dude, no, if you run if you run tickle fingers in here, it's actually ridiculously effective because it chains between all of them. You can wipe out 20 or 30 guys that try to bum rush us, you know, give those roaming supers a kick so this is a very very similar argument give other elemental and utility perks a kick so that I'm not like well what's the damage perk what's the reload perk and then that's like all I'm concerned with Hanbro with another one back to back here. I feel like part of the reason why Bungie has such limited perk pool or utility perks, unique effects on weapons, is because they want to reserve those for exotics. We may have many exotics now. Do you think that they should be more open to unique abilities and effects on legendaries? Here's one of the things I, I, I want them to consider doing, and I talked about this a long, long time ago. Borrowing perks from guns that are exotic, but putting them on another weapon that's like adept so put cosmology on some other weapons that are in raids or that are adept cosmology is cool it's not friggin game changing okay put uh put cold hearts laser does exponential more damage the longer it remains on target put longest winter on some other weapons where the longer you're sustaining the damage the more that it does doesn't even have to be a trace rifle you get the idea, right? Bad juju, okay? It, it doesn't even list it? No, it doesn't even list it. Just down here. String of Curses. Kills refill the magazine, increase damage for short duration, and grant super energy based on the strength of the String of Curses. Okay? So you could call it String of Blessings, and if you are getting kills, right, it doesn't, it doesn't need to refill the magazine or increase damage, but what it could do is grant you... Um, Ability energy regen, super energy regen, or something like that. Or uh, it could grant, when you max out the string of blessings, it could create an explosion that creates a tiny suppression field or creates a small stasis field. You know, string of string of stasis, where as long as you string enough kills together, you proc a stasis field. Again, the gun is 
doing something if used properly as opposed to being like oh string of curses yeah refills it reload done more damage done super energy done well you obviously can't slap that on a legendary but you could take the you could take inspiration from it and put it on an adept weapon a string of blessings is on this cool auto rifle from the from the raid if i string together three or four kills the clip supercharges and creates like this crazy blast that shoves everybody back so i'm like running through and i'm like one two three kaboom four woof and it shoves everybody back again you're not getting a damage or a reload perk but man that would be visually awesome like a procable tractor cannon shove if the gun's used properly we're we're not even we're not even really digging down as a think tank right now and we're coming up with really good ideas that would make combat feel new fresh and and have function as opposed to just raw damage consideration click fire do you think replacing perks with mods would be better to make the grind too shallow replacing perks with mods well you got to be careful here if I can build craft a god roll the way that we build craft on armor, you're is way has way too much utility for a loot pursuit game. You know? Uh just replacing perks with mods. We we need to be we need to be in a position of control, but not that much control, right? That sounds like an exotic or a pinnacle perk. Well, that's what I said. It would be like a raid, a raid weapon, a pinnacle raid weapon. It would, and it doesn't have to blast them back as much as 1K. Take the spirit of the 1K, dial it back, put it on a weapon, throw it in the raid, done. Fourth rapid kill, it does a knockback. That would be fun. That would be cool. There would be instances where you would be like, no, this is actually helpful. It's keeping the enemy back. How about four rapid kills and it loads an underbarrel? It loads an underbarrel with a grenade or a shotgun. Now, obviously, four rapid kills, probably not going to happen in the Crucible, would take too much damage, but in a raid, and you're like, and you like launch it. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you leave, as soon as soon as you move away from damage reload, there are so many things you could come up with that deliver damage and still you're still killing the enemies. You're still killing them if the end result is I'm killing the enemies at about the same amount of time it doesn't matter if it feels cooler and different that's all it does you know that'd be broken in the crucible nah it'd be, it would need to be four you're never going to get four rabbit kills with an auto rifle in the crucible you would, it, you would make it impossible you would make it impossible I don't know if I want to ditch swash Oh, come on, let go. Let go of Swash and Rampage and Multi-Kill Clip and Kill Clip. Let go of it. Just let it go. Let's move on. Let's move on to something else. Getting four rapid kills in PvP won't happen. Breaking news, streamers and YouTube pub stomp even harder now. Well, okay, okay. This is why you'd have to take the ID and tease it out, right? You would make it really, really difficult to proc in the Crucible. Crucible. Or make it not even work in the Crucible. It only works on enemies of the darkness or something. Small King. Would the introduction of survival perks be a good way to balance powerful damage perks and loadout perks? Well, yeah. I mean, think about what we're saying. Imagine if there was an SMG where if you got the same idea, right? Four rapid kills in a row on the same mag. When you reload the mag, it would like instantly 
you know, heal you and other allies. It would like create a blessing blast or something. Um, again, it would need to be visual and you would need to sense the fact that it's helping you. The one perk that right now kind of feels like if you can get it to proc consistently, unfortunately it's on an auto rifle, so it's hard to get unrelenting to proc consistently once you get into content that's actually challenging, but rapidly defeating targets triggers health regeneration. See, unfortunately, this has to be scaled properly. If I'm going into content where this would actually be a benefit to me, but the odds of me getting rapid kills goes down because the enemies just don't take enough damage from the gun, then unrelenting is a dead perk. I don't need to get trigger health regeneration in a rate, I'm sorry, in a strike or a lost sector. Unrelenting only works when you're in like a weak area and you can just plow, just plow through trash ads. The minute you get into an area like a raid or a dungeon or a nightfall, it doesn't kill fast enough. Put it on a bow? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I just, I don't think some of these weapon archetypes are scaling properly into challenging environments, and so some of these new perks are dead in the water. I mean, this is a great pairing, subsistence with unrelenting. It allows me to push for the rapid. What's good, Seb? Because I don't have to reload. But again, you gotta consider if I go into an area where enemies are dying slower, what's the mathematical probability of unrelenting proccing the minute I go into a dungeon, a raid, or a grandmaster? Maybe not even a grandmaster. A dungeon, a raid, or a nightfall. The minute I go in there, am I gonna get rapid kills off a of 36 in the mag? Maybe, maybe not. And even then, if it only procs by the time I'm done, it's just kind of like, okay, thanks for the heal. Now, maybe in Reckoning, it's great because you can stand there in a well and just like mow people, you know, mow the ads down. Yeah, rolling on a bow would be nice because you're probably going to get faster, you know, kills that way. Procking, procking unrelenting is like if you can if you can proc it you in content where you don't need it. That's precisely the point I'm trying to get at. It's precisely the point I'm trying to get at. It, it procs in content where you don't need it. Where the ads are like, just like butter, just dead heal, dead heal. Oh, wow, this is great. Even though you're not under threat and you don't need to heal. Fally, weapon elements are only used to match shields. If they evolve, how? Should they have a unique perk or inherent effects? Yeah, we already touched on this, and maybe stasis is the beginning. Maybe stasis is the beginning of the idea that elements have intrinsic perks. That as you're saying, and I, I touched on this maybe in this Q&A, maybe in the video all they really are good for right now is popping shields is that even really that big of a utility a lot of the times like, it's helpful, sure but like, how big of a utility is that is it really putting you in a position of like, changing the flow of battle because you can pop a minotaur shield a little bit faster now yeah, I know, like Whenever you get up in the actual content and and you're actually going into harder areas, it might actually be, you know, more helpful. And I think that's one of the things that people are forgetting with 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 the with the way they pop and the way they, you know, the shields the shields need to come off or you're going to be, you know, kind of stuck. It it has its role and it has its fu- it has its function. But it doesn't feel like that's a big enough thing for elements to be able to do. It's only in hard match game where you can't destroy the shield otherwise. Right, it's only when you really, really buff the enemy's shield that you feel the benefit. That's 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 true. So, I mean, listen, 
our elements are a source of our our subclasses and a source of power i think you just you got to give them more you got to give them more they're presently not i don't think they're presently doing enough in the game they just kind of show up on a weapon and armor affinity and it's like what's the real purpose of this in in the game right now giving them intrinsic stuff would be cool and if you lean into those intrinsics then you can have perks that lean into it as well and we might see that with stasis stasis intrinsically slows and then you have perks that work alongside of that so now you're leaning into perks that are completely different than what you're accustomed to chasing Darksider, do you think that even if they remove the traditional reload and damage perks we will end up in a scenario with very niche and convoluted hidden damage and reload perks I mean this is a this is a tough one for me to predict I would certainly hope that's not where we end up I would hope we end up with perks that do a certain function or utility that has you know certain encounters in certain places where they're they're more effective or more preferred so as an example when you run when you run reckoning you know that there's going to be a faucet waterfall of ads so you put on well of radiance tether maybe bubble okay and then you put on stuff to kind of kind of handle that if there were environments like that that said you know there's going to be three or four majors coming at you at a time and you had gun rolls that were really really good at stunning blinding or you know some dot damage good good single target slowing or burning or damaging you might gravitate toward that and then the next encounter it's not that it's a lot of trash ads and you got to do a certain thing while trying to keep the trash ads at bay well now you're going to gravitate towards a weapon that's less about high damage to a single target and more about crowd control suppression uh you know chaining damage between enemies things like that so you're still delivering damage, but you're wanting, you're delivering it in a particular way, depending upon what's actually being thrown at you. I, I, I think the general problem is right now with encounter design is we're either asked to sort of shoulder the burden of just a ton of enemies, or we're asked to face tank. It's like those are kind of the two things that we pivot between. Here's a ton of enemies. Holy moly. Or there's going to be so much damage in this room or from this boss, you're just going to want a face tank. Just stand here, hop in a well or a bubble and be done with it. And I think just more layers is what I've always been in favor of. Split the team up. Make us go and do things separately. While we're doing those things separately, give us unique pain points. You know, the, the, the totems, as an example. You had majors up top that would appear on transition. You had majors that would come from middle on transition. So I would run a weapon to deal with that guy up top. I would run a sniper. I wasn't running a sniper most of the time in Destiny's content. But in that room, I was. They kind of brought this back with the room after the ogres in the pit of heresy where once you slam the ball these tight these these knights appear up top and you got to take them out it's that rhythmic pain point you hear them growl you know they're coming i gotta stand on this thing they're gonna shoot me and then you you know you run a sniper and i ordinarily do not run a sniper but in that encounter it it makes more sense Lono, you the notorious totem skipper shouldn't use them as an example. 
I'm not using the encounter as an example. I'm using how they added pain as an example. Light Eater Knights. I know you're being tongue-in-cheek, but seriously, the totem sucked. But they added pain in a unique way. Like, make something happen that is, you got this happening here, and this happening over there, and then this mechanical thing, so there are different solutions to that problem that doesn't result in, well, yeah, just run damage and reload. It's like, well, no, no, no. I'm going to run crowd control. I'll shoot the group that comes from that door. You can run high impact or blinding or you know whatever, and you can take out the guy up top. We're running different guns, different perks, different loadouts, and using them for something completely and utterly different. I kind of feel like that's what they had in mind with champions. Like, you would go into content with your buddy or your buddies, and you would say, okay, I'm going to be the guy on anti-barrier, you be the guy on unstoppable. I I feel like that's kind of the, that was the the birth of, of that idea. That was the intention. I just think the result is not really is not really what they were hoping for. Ashen. I'm loving the crowd control ideas, but I'm worried things uh, like them won't happen. Yanking enemies not only disrupts the enemy, but also aiming for the other players in non-chat content. And do you think that the tech we have can even keep up with that much in, that much crowd control? Well, I mean, we had tethers grabbing people in D1 and they'd like bounce up in the air and like all come together and get pulled together. So I don't think it's out of the question. Now, I, I, I hear your point about I do, uh, you know, I create a singularity and it pulls a bunch of enemies in and people are like, hey, I was shooting that guy. To be fair, in hard content, that probably won't happen because you're working together and communicating. And in strikes, public events... Other places, you know, if you're not going into dungeons, nightfalls, or raids, you're just doing strikes and public events. That already happens. I'm, I was literally working on a, a a bounty today, trying to kill enemies with a submachine gun, just absolutely running and gut busting. I had somebody shooting over my shoulder, killing everybody in front of me. So, you know, it already happens. It, you know, it already happens when somebody does something and it disrupts your flow or disrupts your wanting to work on. I don't think that's a good enough reason to minimize crowd control perks as a, you know, I guess what leave things as they are. It's still, you know, it still happens. Wasn't me. It 100% was you and that other guy. You guys were killing everything in sight. I couldn't get a single kill. It was like I had an auto turret on my shoulder. I just saw bullets flying over my shoulder, killing everything in sight. Um, so crowd control as a decision is not necessarily about completely invalidating the content uh and 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 in in instead of you know mad cuz bad <laughs> um you know i i'm not one to completely invalidate the content like when i said like an auto rifle that would get like this pushback thing like the tractor cannon well i don't want to launch 85 enemies off of the map because I, I shot a couple it would need to be moderate and reasonable but it needs to translate and f- give that player feedback of power like ooh this is worth running this is kind of nice anyone want to join so I can do bounties doge m- joins and mercs everything right I'm like yeah join me so I can do bounties and they join and they just kill everything <laughs> so 
Roman D. Do you think they're going to add something to Elemental Capacitor because of Stasis? Now, you know, this I don't know. Any of the guns that allow you, I'm assuming Osmosis will work with Stasis. We're, you know, we're assuming. Uh, but as far as Elemental Capacitor, I don't know if they're going to suddenly add another benefit. If So if you get a gun to roll Stasis, is it going to get something extra? Um... I feel like elemental capacitor is trash. It's just trash. Anyway, uh, it's too specific. It's way, way too specific. And so the guns, you know, goodness or badness rises and falls on, you know, the subclass that you're running. So I would think that, oh, you know, osmosis would continue to work, but elemental capacitor is so good using void and PVP on console. Right. And as soon as you step off void though, I think that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, that was the only first strike where you said you're not gonna you were gonna use Taraba because it's bad. So I use it myself. The other two strikes I played support. Oh, I'm giving you crap, Doge. I got the bounties done before I got the milestone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is funny though when I ask people to come play strikes with me. I mean, they go hard. <laughs> they go. They go hard. I mean, they're running and killing everything. Um, got like ten overflow and elemental capacitors. Yeah, they'll they'll have to probably make an announcement about this. Like, is it going to get adapted or updated with Stasis or not? I, I don't know if they have plans to do that. Osmosis literally just assigns the element of your subclass, so I would imagine it would do it. In before Osmosis works with Stasis as long as the gun was gained before Season 12. There you go. Threat detector and demo is a good perk combo for Ikelos. Yeah, it is. I uh, th- that's where it th- like things like threat detector, uh, you know, and I would even say demo. I really would love to hear a sound or a visual cue so that I know, you know, demo is working, or I know, you know, threat detector is working. I I think that audio video feedback to the player. I don't know. I think it's I think it's part of the experience. I think it's part of the reasoning. Um, and and there's I don't think there's a I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it. Just do it in a way that it's noticeable because I think a lot of the perks do get ignored because it's like I don't even know if it's working or not. I gotta look over. Um, Thread detector needs to make some sort of audio cue. Yeah, and you could make the gun, you know, it might glow, but maybe make the gun glow. Um, if you get, you know, if threat detector is active and uh, and you reload, it should make a sound and the sound should go up in intensity to spending on like, what are, aren't there tiers of threat detector? Um, so, you know, it could be like, it, you could reload, it could be like bling. And if there's multiple enemies, it's like bling. You know, and if it's like there's a lot of enemies, you get like a like a, a louder, a slightly louder noise. Um, well, vibrating your controller is nice, but a lot of people turn that feature off. So, um, yeah. What if your ghost announced it? You know, yeah, that might start to feel like No Man's Sky. You know, I, I as much as I liked No Man's Sky and all they did, I got so tired of hearing like, you know, core power level is low. It was like, shut up. You know, I don't want my ghost being like <laughs> threat detector four, threat detector two. Shh, 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 <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, there's also PC players that aren't using a controller. Um, th- that's why I put it in the audio visual feedback arena. Like, hey, you just got this. You just, you know, 
you got this thing to proc little sound instead of like hey listen like i don't we don't need we don't need our ghost to become navi you know brood saying bungie hasn't given us perks uh specifically for dps or crowd control so now it's up to them to make those perks however they're creating perks that are unique and sometimes useless furthermore they might be afraid to give us crowd control or dps perks I mean, I would think at this point, the people making the perks have got to be sick of being like, what are we going to do next? We did swash. You know, what What? what are we going to do next? I, I, they've got to be getting sick of the same, the same old, same old. How many times can you make a reload or a damage perk before you're like, could we do something else, please? You know, we got all these really cool ideas and there's always neat things that we want to do. And, you know, we kind of can't. Um... So, if if they're afraid to, or they don't, they're not going to do it. I would be curious as to why. Um, and listen, listen. I would look at exotics as a sort of a proof positive. They're not wanting. They're not like afraid to. It's not like the engine can't do it. Tractor cannon can launch entire groups of enemies way back. There's all kind of perks. There's all kind of things in the game right now that are proof that they can. They have. It's not like an engine limitation. You know, there's there's none of those things I I don't think going on that are like keeping them from doing it. I think it's more along the lines of they've had to keep things safe because of power creep, and the minute they didn't do that, the minute you had things coming out like they had on Recluse and some other guns, all of a sudden you had a power creep problem on your hands, and you're like, what are we gonna do with this? There, there's no way to unseat this. It's too strong. I think some of these guys are still in the Halo mentality. I mean, mainly, mainly. I'm, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe. I must comment that I played many shooters where I played with quirky guns and I had no reload perks or straight damage perks. We had more technical effects like utility and it made the gun fun. I really think though that since we are spoiled with Rampage and Outlaw, that will be hard to disassociate from them. Well, not if they just go away. <laughs> if they just go away and you're chasing something completely different in the Nightfalls, the raids, the dungeons, whatever, or, you know, flawless trials, it won't matter. You're not going to have anything to chase. You know, and Sunsetting is standing there at the door, you know, escorting the damage and reload perks out with the guns that, you know, have them. Resurrect. I remember saying that the darkness had gravity weapons. Do you think telekinetic-like weapons would eventually show up or perks like it? Like tractor cannon kind of thing, but up and down also. Uh, Also, perks from pinnacle weapons should come back not as powerful in new uh, weapons. Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily know if we need to go down the road of like saying gravity effects like moving enemies and stuff and rooting it in the lore. I mean, if they, listen, if they've got reason to root it in the lore, root it in the lore. As long as the end result is, hey, I, you know, I got a, uh, I got this gun and it's really helping with, with different types of crowd control, then I'm good with it. I'm good with it. It, it doesn't matter to me if it's rooted in the lore or not. You know, as you said, you know, like something like tractor cannon. The other thing that I, you know, like I was bringing up today is taking things off of exotics and weakening them. And then you have an adept weapon. A raid pulse with cosmology would be a perfectly good adept weapon. 
it, it as a as opposed to just damage and reload it's doing something you're seeing the effect of what it's doing out there bouncing around killing enemies a pushback a gravity thing a, you know a singularity effect moving enemies knocking enemies back slowing enemies blinding enemies damage over time area of effect damage burn damage on the ground these are all things that deliver damage in a, in a different way more unique way and it would again as i said it would feel more like spell casting what does this gun do as opposed to how quickly can it reload and what's its damage rating I think that leads to just something that's more exciting. Um, I mean, we do that with exotics, right? You examine the weapon, and then you think about, like, what could I do with this? Where's this going to land? Where am I going to take this? And you do that because the exotics have more function, more unique delivery of damage. They're not all just stand around and shoot bullets and then reload. So... That's I think that's a that's like a good middle ground between exotics and adepts that where they could kind of come into fruition both for raid you know I would say trials and even grandmaster dungeons should have weaponry like that that's sort of a midway between a god roll legendary and an exotic and that'd be a great way to uh, to bring that back. What about PvP removing damage and reload perks? Listen, I didn't even consider PvP. That's not always a huge concern of mine. That's usually not super, super on my radar. You know, Kill Clip and other things obviously are going to continue to be effective in Normal Crucible because Sun Setting doesn't affect Normal Crucible. But if you got rid of damage and reload perks, you know, then all of the Sunset weapons that have damage and reload perks would stop showing up in Trials. So then the combat could kind of evolve and take on a different shape depending upon what are considered the, you know, the the power-enabled meta. What's the new power-enabled meta for Trials or anything else they decide to power-enable, I guess, like Iron Banner. So, we're going to transition to q and I'm sorry, to VIP call-ins. We want to make sure we kind of stay on schedule and stay snappy so I have time to eat and do talks with you guys. So, don't go anywhere. If you're here and you enjoyed this show, please click, click subscribe and the bell button. That is free uh, to click uh, subscribe to the bell button. It's also free to click the like button. And if you're a VIP member, you can call in live in the segment after this. If you want to become a VIP member, you can click the join button here on YouTube or go to sntrpresents.com and become a patron. Then get in the Discord and sync everything up. Okay? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you're watching it as a, ba- a past broadcast on YouTube, you can always come in live if you'd like. Go to sayno2rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-ins that took place after my talk about removing damage and reload perks as well as the Q&A. If you are wanting to take part in these, they happen live. You would need to go to say no to rage.com and then click the subscribe button, the bell button. You'd also need to click the join button. If you want to do VIP call-ins, you need to be the VIP tier. You can also do that on Patreon. Uh, or if you just want the emotes and the in-game, you know, the Discord perks and stuff, it's just five bucks a month, but the VIP is fifteen. So uh, we're kind of slightly pressed for time today. We had some people that had a limited time, so we started a little bit earlier. We're also doing our first episode of Repeat Theater today. Uh, so I'm coming to you, Techno. Since you're rushing me, what did you uh, what did you want to talk about today? Okay, well, first thing I got to upset MG Avenger and just say bandwidth. The next off, I'm going to upset him again by comparing Destiny to Warframe and saying crowd control abilities won't really matter when the best way to control the crowd is to just kill it. Okay, so you don't think there could be instances of of ad combinations or or pain points where we would want to control the the flow? 
the combat right now isn't really designed about that. The combat right now in Destiny is to kill everything as fast as possible. What if you go into encounters where that's more difficult, whether contest modifier is active or a Grandmaster Nightfall where suppression slows or traps would be more important? I still feel then that you would just be trying to kill stuff as fast as possible and controlling the crowd doesn't really matter. It's how fast can I clear this room of ads and then get to the next room and clear the ads. I feel like you can marry the two things together, though, where I'll concede that, yes, in general, in Destiny, the most efficient way to do crowd control is just to kill everything. But when time to kill slows down, but and the enemy aggro attack patterns and their speed is not slowed down, so they're staying alive longer, I do feel like there's room there for crowd control, uh, doing damage to more than one target at a time, even if it's a diminished amount as it travels, uh, suppression, blocking, trapping, blinding. Um, blinding grenades never mattered to me until I played Master Nightmare Hunts for Time and suddenly the utility of slowing down those enemies mattered because they were close to me and they were super freaking tanky so I don't know if it's this extreme I think this might be a bit of an overstatement I mean in general yes if you go down to strikes and public events lost sectors and that kind of content nothing truly matters it doesn't matter what you use you can run that content with blues and pretty much burn everything down but when I go into content where, and this is where difficulty spectrum I think could shine, where I would feel the need to slow enemies down or have just better crowd control with respect to damage distribution, uh, suppression, or as I said, you know, blinding, trapping. Um, I, I do think that's where difficulty spectrum could be more interesting than just, here's well, a bunch of negative modifiers in a delta. The path I was going to go down is it needs to be more than just a pure crowd control. And the reason I draw a Warframe to that is because you have like complete character skill sets and weapons designed around crowd control, but the game has evolved past that so they're obsolete and no one uses them anymore. And I feel like when we try to put crowd control in destiny it needs to be more than just crowd control like if you blind a major just to run past it i don't think that's a good way to Im- to implement crowd control right i would i would agree i think the function and the utility that we were going for needs to be both visual so we see it happening i think that really is part of the trick here it's visual but it's also effective um because I think to a degree, what you're saying is important. It's like, well, if I can just kill everything really, really quickly with damage and reload perks, I'm going to run that. I think what you'd have to say is your damage and reload perks become less efficacious as we increase enemy health and enemy saturation. Therefore, putting you into a position of wanting to choose perks and weapons that are better at crowd control and not single target damage. I had instances like that in Minecraft Dungeons. It was like there are so many enemies here I really really want to have crowd control then you get into a mini boss or a boss fight and there's nothing around. It's just you and the boss. Those are instances where single target damage suddenly becomes way more important and I do think that Destiny could lean into those types of content themes so that there is more of a, oh, there, there's there's definitely more of a need to run different types of weaponry and different types of perk pools. Yeah, like, I feel... ...persuaded things like champions, like unstoppable and overload enemies are an enemy you would usually crowd control. But as the game is right now, we just burst DPS them down. We don't really try to control them. Like, we, would, we stagger them, and then we completely obliterate them. 
Staggering them, I guess we would consider crowd control, but they don't really last that long. So right. I don't really know where to put them in there. Well, and sometimes it, I, see, I think it's hard because we're like, oh, they should make it to where champions are an actual layer of the combat instead of something we bypass with guillotine or Izanagi's. Like, it, if nobody's engaging with the actual mechanic and just sort of bypassing it, it sort of negates, um, it, okay, the no worries, Coldheart. It sort of negates the entire reason of it even being put in there. It's like, what, what, what's the point of this? Why is this even here? Um, so... The, you, but then you don't want to overbake it and be like, no, you absolutely have to engage with this mechanic, and it feels like you're being slightly or even passively coerced into a locked loadout or a particular way of playing. So you'd need. That's why I think you know multiple options. Like as we said, throwing the champion stuff into the intrinsic traits of a gun would mean that yes, I have to interact with the unstoppable or the anti-barrier, but. I have multiple guns that can do that. It's just a matter of which one's my favorite. As opposed to the way they did it, like during Sundial, it was like there were only so many guns that could run it. So if you wanted to run Unstoppable, it was like bow or a scout. And that just got, I think that just got on people's nerves. And so they naturally just started to become averse uh, to champions and champion mods. And so now people are just like, oh, just bypass it. Like if the guillotine didn't exist, I feel like people would be more on my team of like, champions need to be rethought redone and shouldn't be in the public space uh because i think it would frustrate you more often um well good luck using guillotine in the grandmaster nightfall right and so i think that see there again is such a good point champions are landing in the public space they're a headache if you don't have guillotine but then guillotine's not even useful in the end game so all guillotine's really doing is 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 it's basically just a champion killer. And then you go into card content where, like, if you get too close to everything, you're going to die. Um, and it's basically a strike killer and a champion killer is all the guillotines used for until you go up to Grandmaster. Um, so, I just I, think we need to make it... It needs to be a better trade-off to crowd control the enemy rather than just to kill them all and move on. Like, the way they did that in Warframe was when you killed the enemies, more powerful, stronger enemies would take their place. Mm-hmm. So you were better off just CCing them for as long as you could, so that way you wouldn't get bigger and harder enemies going in. Like, in War Priest and Kingsfall, remember how the Acolytes would get the Ogre Eye Blasts? If you... I forget how exactly that encounter went. All I remember is the Acolyte Ogre Eye Blasts. I think they came out and they had like a glow on them and you had to... I think it was if you killed the knights before the acolytes, they would get the eye blat, the ogre eye. It, yeah, that's were, just, well, yeah that's how did just that happen? Target, that's just setting target priority, but say like you had to like CC the acolytes or else they would just blast you with the ogres. It would be more important to just crowd control them rather than kill them and have more acolytes with more ogres come in. It yeah, would be there, better to have them under control rather than to just kill them. Right. There were two yellow bar acolytes. If you killed them first, the red bars would get ogreized. Yeah, it caused like an explosion, so you wanted to always kind of kill them last. Um, see, man, that I completely forgot about that. See, that's exactly the point, is that's a layer in the combat that you have to be aware of, and you can minimize it with a decision, as opposed to just kill everything really quickly. Um and this is why I'm like, when I say add layers to the combat, that's an ex- that's a perfect example of a layer to the combat. There's something different you've got, you know, you've got to be aware of. I mean, you could literally create 
enemies that cannot be killed for a certain amount of time so they need to be suppressed slowed blinded or whatever while you're working on a particular thing instead of like again it's just a lot of what we do right now that's never a question you don't need to suppress knockback or blind it's just kill them or you're blinding them to run past them i mean we weren't we were not doing that when we were doing our master nightmare hunts we were blinding them because we needed to kill them for the points or whatever um well you know you needed to kill them to open up a lot of the doors like you couldn't advance if you didn't kill the champs so i yeah i i think you're adding some good some good pushback in in the idea of it's not just about getting rid of damage and reload perks it's about making the combat more interesting so or again adding depth to the combat so we consider some of these alternate uh solutions as opposed to just do as much damage as you can and reload as fast as you can yeah well that's about all i got i got five minutes left before i gotta get on call so i will leave it at that okay well thanks for calling in good thoughts dude all right, I'm just going to go up from the uh, from the bottom here. So that makes Necro next. What do you want to talk about, sir? Mr. Necro Gen, you need to unmute yourself. There I'm you go. Here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Hello. So, Hello. Uh, Techno, uh, he's not wrong. Um, there is an issue that we have with uh, enemy engagements. However, I still see that utility is a thing. I mean, I went into newer content every new season with Wendigo. I'm like, you know, we're getting pounded constantly. Why don't I just go and blind half the ads that are on there, and now we're taking less damage, and then we'll pop them off. We just take it a little slower. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's really how we're going to actually just go into the newer content. Why not? Um, I, uh, I think we can marry, as you say, both ideas together. And I'm thinking what we could do a little to to push it forward is I hope that like the players can assign themselves roles with certain builds mm-hmm, one person mm-hmm. not all not everyone in the fire team needs to be on utility that could just be one guy um and then like let's say it's the, the stereotypical titan he's gonna come in he's gonna punch everything he's the damage or like well everyone's gonna focus on him he's gonna distract whatever then you're gonna have like let's say the stereotypical uh warlock he's gonna support maybe he's the one with the utility and then the hunter he's the one trying to do dps or you know a combination of any of them could be flipped around i thought that that would be a great idea um in terms of like engagements um uh referencing the conversation we had in discord last night early morning um we could make great engagements. The AI could be a little bit more advanced. At the end of the day, though, it's kind of like, well, you shot some bullets at the guy. You're siphoning health. It's like a vampiric kind of effect, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're taking health from him. He's weakened, whatever. Or you just blinded the guy. I mean, <laughs> utility can be a little too powerful. We have to kind of, like, <clears throat> scale it back a bit. Because at the end of the day, it could be anything. They're blinded. They're blinded. Now they're they're a bullet spot. So there is a balance there. I do have pushback though. Although I love the idea, I thought of utility last night. Um, it's going to be like a Borderlands kind of thing. Well, we have our class of weapon: blues, purples, exotics. I'm not even going to worry about greens. They all when you pick up weapons in Borderlands. They all have like a lesser effect of burning. Like this particular mm-hmm. uh, gun, it does burning towards humans. Well, um, do we? Will we now have our blues, our purples, and our exotics have the same effects 
but as you go up in class is the utility much more potent because you don't want one legendary being more powerful than an exotic that's just you want that kind of loot higher also um what how would the would it depower the artifact is it going to go on our armor also would the mods cost energy how much energy is uh we're going to spend on just a uh utility perk right so all these questions came up in mind after like during the talk like oh my god yeah it's cool on paper but yeah the balancing aspect they're going to probably want to throw this into our artifact and gear what do you think about that yeah i mean even if the utility doesn't end up on the guns i, I i'd be okay with that i just when i when i look at weapons in destiny they've slowly felt more and more less like space magic than than the rest of the game and then you have things that come in and just outshine everything like the wither horde you know it kind of comes into the game and it's it it clearly is space magic divinity xeno tractor cannon these are all things that feel very much but then when we go to like i i think a lot of this revolves around primary weapons the way we think about primary weapons they're like the least space magic-y thing in the game and a lot of that i think has to do with the perks so i i don't know if i'd want to continue that divide where utilities and elemental effects and all this stuff ends up somewhere else not on uh not on the weapons i think the weapons are the greatest place to put it because it it's it's where there's just such a vacancy and such a blandness right now um it certainly could result that they just throw it on the artifact they throw it on your armor and then that gives us the ability to do certain things I, I, I don't know if I would be against that I think I would just maybe be more in favor of saying you know throw it throw it on the guns make make the guns more interesting and then obviously you would need to have these weapons not suddenly becoming like all encompassing you know oh wow it's so easy it's so easy to blind this group it's so easy to stun and block or or, or suspend or whatever we're doing this group super easy it, it, it completely invalidates all content these utilities would have to be within reason I, you can't have every gun being a miniature tether you know what I'm saying like tether is very very strong as far as it stops everything and everything's getting a debuff well I, you can't have you can't have six people running around with many tethers on their guns procable you know with just a couple of kills that can that can become uh, too all-encompassing and so they, they would have to, that's why I said, you know, look at things like, you know, cosmology or, you know, chain lightning and then just dial it back to where it's visually cool and it's combat effective, but not like combat invalidating. It doesn't need to completely override what we're doing. Um, so it, it, I, I might be able to make time for you, Greg. So does that make sense? Like why I wouldn't want it to be on the artifact and the armor and why I do think there's room to add utility without breaking engagements. Yeah, that does. And they clearly have uh, some. This is what they're considering. I hope that they, hopefully, the next uh, fight up or something, they would uh, do something like this. It's just very interesting to throw in. This. Yeah, you're right. Like, take away the damage perk and the reload perk. I mean, there's plenty of play when gone. Let's do something different. Let's have a little more technical strategy. 
my, my main argument was, I don't think you're going to get anybody's attention. I don't think you're going to get anybody's attention if you start adding utility perks, if there's still damage and reload. The utility would right. have to be so strong to override the damage and reload perk decision, and that's when you have perk power creep. That's when the utilities would be too strong at that point. So. All right, well, did you have anything else? Me. Okay, cool. No. Cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. I'm coming to you, Light Leap, coming up to you, sir. What do you have uh, for good me? Evening. Good or evening. Good morning. Uh, I was wondering, do you think that let's let's start from the worst case scenario that the only thing we're getting is uh, updated perks, even cool ones like you're talking about? Would that be enough for you to? Would that be enough of a weapons update for you come come fall? No, I would want to marry this with, or let's not overuse that term. I would want this to come coupled with. Uh, an actual update to wep- the weapon system itself, like a uh, a changing of maybe how many perks we get, a changing of... I was thinking of it too when I was talking with Necro, like what if you brought the energy system over to guns so certain perks uh, got better the more you raise the energy of the weapon, but maybe you only had so much energy to spend, so certain perk combinations would be broken, so they give us more power, but you have to be selective in how... Okay, if I select these perks, it's going to get me to 10 energy. Um, they could do something like that as well. Whatever they do, I would just love to see guns get a pass of like pass over them, do a giant update to them. And while you're doing that, really dig in on better perks, getting rid of things that we're tired of, like damage and reload. Right. I just wonder, what do you think, what do you think could be done to guns? And since we're now going into year four, that mm-hmm. hasn't happened in destiny one either, I think. Uh, it kind of has to feel like a new game, right? A little bit. It should be a substantial appetite to the game. So, And since guns are our main loot, what would yeah. you hope seeing? Well, I try to envision... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. I just want to say I know you hate these questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, this is how I'm going to try to answer it. When, when I looked at old pieces of armor in old footage and stuff, and then I look at this, I look at this, this this helmet that I have, and there's energy, and there's all these different mods I can put on it, to where my my immediate sort of interaction with Armor 2.0 was, wow, there's a lot here to look at, and mess with, and experiment with, and I can like move things around. I would want to have a similar like, I guess emotional response to a Weapons 2.0, to where I go into the weapon menu, and I'm like, oh wow, this has been totally overhauled. There's investment, so leveling up the gun has some benefit. I don't want to have to level the gun up to use the perks. I think that's a terrible idea. But like, leveling up the gun does something for me, and then the perk and mod system could be given a depth that would get me as excited as I got when I saw Armor 2.0. Now, I don't want to craft god rolls. I think that's too far. But I would love to look at this and almost immediately say, any gun beyond light and like we did with armor, any gun I get from here and, 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 and beyond is automatically better. It's just more exciting. Uh, we thought, I thought wrongly, actually, you guys might have remembered me arguing this. I thought the Midnight Coup was going to automatically get unseated uh, when Forsaken dropped, because Forsaken was going to drop with random rolls and mods. And I thought, oh, you're never going to compete. You're never going to compete. There's no way your Midnight Coup can compete because I'm going to have a random roll and I'm going to have mods. Nope, not true, because mods don't impact nearly enough. 
and the rolls, there was nothing new, there was nothing that spectacular, and we were in that damage reload, you know, quandary. We were stuck. Um, even if the, the weapon system doesn't get updated that much, but they take on more of a spell casting identity and less of a damage reload identity, even that would make me more happy because that would at least feel like I'm chasing something that I've never chased before, you know, primary weapons that are more of, as I've said, a spellcaster than a bullet slinger, because that's all you really are doing is just throwing bullets at everything. Like, that's what primary weapons, uh, I think that's why they're kind of, they're super satisfying, but they're also kind of boring. Like, I just realized the only thing, the only danger we might lose here is, is if primary weapons become too kind of crazy, you would lose that appeal that Destiny has, like the great, the good, good shooting mechanics. So, you wouldn't want to lose that. You'd want to, you'd want to bring it in and complement that. So I am still getting cool headshots and feeling the recoil of the gun and seeing the reload am- animation. But these these abilities and utilities would come alongside and happen in addition to the normal combat because we we don't want to get rid of that cool, re- you know, satisfying gunplay of Destiny. And so I don't know if that's a good enough answer or a substantive enough answer. I would want to have a really strong emotional and even sort of logistical planning response to say oh these weapons are actually far and away better I can't wait to start experimenting and grinding and trying different things because that's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw armor 2.0 I was like wow that's pretty cool and I remember one of my favorite things I got to do with armor 2.0 was when I was running Xeno and swords in sundial as my primary and I was just using the ammo uh, heavy ammo finder from finishers. I lo- that was so fun to me. I was like, I would have never been able to do this before Armor 2.0. I know it was fun. I know it was mindless and not really like a, an end game, you know, depth of grind or like an end game encounter that was really challenging. But it was just fun. It was like I think sometimes just creating a really fun build is is what it's all about. And um, I think guns need to complement that. If we get all this customization in the stasis skill tree and we have armor 2.0 and new seasonal mods making armor 2.0 like exciting and every once in a while we find these cool experimental builds, if guns just stay where they are right now, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like they're just going to be kind of how the NPCs feel like they've been ignored for too long. I feel like weapons would feel the same way. I agree. I wanted to push back exactly, but you already mentioned it. For example, I think that a lot of there's essentially like three player bases in destiny right some people like the mmo aspect some people are come from the rpg side and some people like the shooters yeah uh, the shooting mechanics and for example wither horde is not a gun i enjoy using just because it feels too much like space magic and not enough like a hmm. like an actual gun i shoot i think that's a good example which doesn't mean it shouldn't be in the game i'm just saying it, it, there should be something for everybody but i think regular primaries can't detract too much from being um yeah just basically something you shoot at enemies and still have that feel i think a big part of that is the damage nerf that we got in shadow keep and i wonder if it's time to maybe not reverse it because obviously it was a glitch we had like 10 times the, the the um precision hit multiplier right but i do feel like a lot of primaries just aren't exciting or especially without damage perks because they just feel weak even in regular strikes against because people thought like oh red bars that's only thrall but every red bar knight for example you can feel that with knights they take a long time to kill with primaries which i don't think should be the case yeah and i talked about that the other day like the minute you leave the bottom rung red bar a lot of primaries take they just take way too long the example i gave was an auto rifle the, the, the false promise is auto rifle i'm just i'm you know i'm chunking through thrall and acolyte no problem 
and then a red bar knight shows up. I was literally running strikes earlier when this happened. He shows up, and it's like, I have to stand and hold position because of the way an auto rifle does damage. I have to stand and hold position and just face tank the stupid knight. Or it, there was also minotaurs that were doing it. They're just red, they're just red bars. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it, these guys should be taking a little bit longer, but I feel like the length of time they take compared to the time that, like, the, the Thrall and the Acolyte is dramatically different. And that, I think, was where primaries are in a weird spot. They're supposed to be our primary means of engaging with, you know, you, you think about when you go into a room, I would say if you mathematically divvied it up, you know, what, 80% of the ads in there are to be killed with your primary. That's just what they're there for. Then you got like majors or shielded guys or, you know, mini bosses that show up or, or a mechanic that you need to, you know, handle. But, you know, 85, 85% of what's in the room is you're killing with your primary. I mean, just look at ammo distribution alone and you know this is kind of how it's supposed to go. But I think it just starts to break down when you feel like your primary weapon is just never quite good enough. It's like you're trying to... I feel like they went about this in the wrong way. They're trying to push us toward things like oppressive darkness and grenade usage with demo, uh, you know, and, and trying to supplement our primary with, with all these other things so that they're stronger. But what it leads to is like, I feel like your primary weapon is the first extension of you as a player and if that feels weak you're like this sucks and the perfect example i can give is was i was i was showing you guys the the new end game for diablo 3 well it's not new but if you just want to jump in and jump right in with a seasonal character and jump right into a rift it's like really really fun well the first 10 minutes were not very fun for my witch doctor because his little dart was so weak, it just couldn't keep up. It was super frustrating. I had to face tank a lot and take a lot of damage. Comparatively to when I was playing with uh, the Necromancer the night before, it was a lot easier. I was able to immediately engage in the combat and immediately damage stuff because his attack just felt better. And so if your primary means of combat in Diablo, that little blow dart, was so slow and so weak, it felt it felt crappy. Now, 16 minutes later, I was fine. I unlocked, I unlocked, you know, I'm throwing the spiders, and I got these little dogs with me, and I'm, you know, and I'm feeling like, okay, Witch Doctor is still pretty dope. And if your primary attack, though, that's your primary attack, right? It, it's the primary way you dole out damage. If it feels weak, you can't help but, like, internalize that and be like, I feel like trash. Yes, I have a super strong super, and I got a great exotic, and I got oppressive darkness, and I have a well of radiance, but it doesn't matter. Your primary attack is so... It feels trash, and it shouldn't. And I don't know if... What they should do is they should standardize everything around the middle of the pack. So red bar knights should be dying with ease from a primary, because let's be honest... Acolytes and thralls don't matter. They're merely there for you to hack your way through. I mean, whenever you're playing a dungeon crawler, that's just the way it is. Like, there's just those trash ads that mob you, and it's just really satisfying to, like, hack your way through them. And then when you get on the other side of them and you get to, like, the, the guy that's, like, a little bit stronger, and so there's not as many of him, if everything's slowed down arduously, like, boom, like a speed bump almost, like, oh, gosh, why is this guy taking so long? It doesn't flow well. It's almost like those those mid lane enemies are a, are a giant record scratch speed bump, and it's creating this. It's like you trip over them. It's like, come on, I I would I would I would centralize everything around them because anything below them doesn't matter. They're freaking cannon fodder. They die fast no matter what. 
instantly killing Thrall and Acolyte is going to happen no matter what damage buff you give to these weapons. So that's how I would handle it, if that makes sense. I agree 100%. That's the that's the main issue for me why Grandmasters aren't aren't exciting. So you know me, I've I've done everything in Destiny. Grandmasters is the only thing I actually no, that's not true. It's the same as Reckoner. <laughs> no intent of playing game with Prime, but that's <laughs> for different reasons. Like GM Nightfalls, I, it's just I don't know. I I I'm worried I'll be burned out of Destiny for for trying this strike like this until I have to figure out for four hours, because it, it's just unexciting to use your primary reload use it again on the same enemy and i think what you mentioned this you know you super use oppressive darkness you you make the enemies weaker that should be part of the difficulty in mm-hmm. grandmaster nightfalls your build should be so perfected and your team synergized that you constantly create orbs constantly create debuffs and that's how your weapon become powerful again but it feels like that's part of the all of the content right now and then in gm it's just uh, yeah you basically switch to your special yeah, weapons are having to lean too much on buffs and debuffs. They don't really stand on their own. And uh, $5 tip from Chad says, more futuristic weapons with awesome gunplay and more space magic. Let's shake things up. Powered and utility. Thank you. I, I'm going to give another example with Diablo. I think it makes sense for your primary attack to hit walls. It's like you're going to hit a wall where you're like, oh, this is taking way too long. So once I got the spiders and I'm throwing those little, those little canisters, those little, you know, uh, pots or whatever you want to call them and I'm throwing them at the enemy and they're breaking and the spiders are out an enemy shows up that I clearly know this is not designed for him both my dogs and the spiders are just slowly the health just going down too slow so I, I get I get up in the guy's face and I hit him with the bats it's like my it's like a stronger attack it's like a flow and then I see his health going down I, I, I think naturally that's why we're tripping on some of the content because what should happen is we should be able to like blast through the trash ads with relative ease and then I should have to lean on buffs, debuffs, abilities, my secondary, my heavy, my super, whatever when those enemies show up that trip you up. But when you look at a red bar knight, you're like, I'm not going to freaking use my heavy or my, my abilities or whatever on this guy. It's just a red bar knight. It feels out of place. And, and so that it's okay for your primary attack to hit a wall I just think we're hitting a wall too early in the enemy hierarchy it should be happening like one step above that so then it makes more sense oh yeah this is what I pull my shotgun out for or my grenade like depending on what their shield is or oh it's a mini boss yeah we're going to use our supers and debuff and get out our heavies it's like we're you're being you're being like almost like mentally told to pull something out of the toolbox that feels like the wrong decision it's like why i don't want to do that like that's that's just a red bar it's just a red bar knight captain whatever uh so i that's why i think you you focus there you scale everything around those guys and i think it would start to find it would start to flow better and you would still feel like man this is freaking tough this is really challenging but you'd be tripping on the right things instead of tripping on what what should be garden variety enemies yeah, I also think that as a last year, I think Bungie's struggling obviously to create enough loot. And I think part of the problem that guns feel unexciting is that the only difference between them oftentimes is the element and the perk pool, right? Because mm-hmm. they lock themselves to archetypes. And um it would be it would be nice if they would revert that. So I'm not talking about fire rate, but if let's say you had I don't know, like two two one fifties. Let's say a dire promise and and something else. I can't think of one right now. Let's say a Suros one. 
and they would be both 150s but they would have different like base handling base stability stats right so you could create a more like lateral amount of loot that is the same um from maybe perk level wise but you can pick you, you have more to chase because you want maybe that hand you want a hand cannon that has high stability or you want a hand cannon that has high handling or high range and um i wonder that's my hope that they they, they, they will try to do something like that because i think back in destiny one that they didn't have archetypes right the the, the guns were just different from the base stats i I yeah, all the base sets were different because I know like the Imago loop and the Palindrome were essentially the same, but one of them came with better base range. The Imago had better base range, I think. Um, I I don't know. I feel like the intrinsic traits and the archetypes are okay if they put more in them. So it was less like oh, you know, the 150s are clearly outshining the 140s. Well, if the 140s had an intrinsic trait that did something the 150s couldn't do, then at least in PvE, there'd be a reason to use a 140 sometimes. Uh, I mean, we obviously made fun of 180s earlier. Like, they don't even make sense as an archetype. Um, but I, to, when I, whenever I look at those intrinsic traits, I'm like, oh, lightweight frame, you know, superb handling moves faster with this weapon equipped. You throw on some intrinsic champion stuff there. And that would suddenly maybe make some of the archetypes, you know, more well worth it. I, I don't know if you could just go random stats on these guns, like remove archetype and just do random stats. Um, so the yeah, only no, not random, you're misunderstanding me. Okay, sorry. No, no, yeah, yeah, because I was worried. Just misunderstanding. I'm I'm talking about that because right now 150s and they they all have the base same stats. They they just differ in the perks they can get, like right polygonal rifling and all that stuff. Okay. But they don't have they don't have differences or large differences in their base stats. So you would say a dire promise is a one fifty with like generally more handling, let's say, or more range. But a different one fifty could have um, higher handling, higher stability. You know what I mean? What would you do with the perk pools then? Would you hum- <clears throat> would the one fifties all um, have the same perk pool? they could still differ but they could for example expand on that right that you you maybe you they would put more of the other perks that that enhance um um enhance different stats on them right let's say you have like i don't know what what is a um yeah instead like on a on a hand cannon with high range you would have more probability of getting fast draw or or steady hand something that increases stability or handling and the others uh would have more perk pools that are that focus on other stats i think my main issue is that there is not a lot of loot variety right now right there's one 150 one nice 600 rpm auto rifle which is the same as gnawing hunger i mean the sound is different but i just feel like if they want to make this the game like really exciting for the next three years that they have to think of something that um makes yeah there's more there's more variety within a certain archetype or within a certain uh yeah within a loot pool yeah uh, this is why i like the idea of putting elements back on guns so you could get your way too you could say okay so the dire promise only rolls void um or maybe it can roll all three and then it has a little bit better handling and if you get it to roll with void, there's some really good void elemental perks that makes it great for 
uh, you know, crowd control or something. It, cre- it can create singularities. So now you got this gun that it, it you start to craft, not craft it, but you grind for one that feels a certain way. It's got the better handling. You want a roll that really leans into the handling, and then the fact that it's a it's a void it's a void gun that can get singularity. So it's it's a snappy crowd control gun. But then you'd go to another gun type and say, well, this is an SMG, and it rolls with uh, really, really good reload speed. It rolls with better reload speed than the other SMGs of its type, but less range. And so you look at the perk pool, and you look at the fact that it's an arc, and it can roll with elemental perks that's great for being really, really close to enemies. So now the gun takes on an identity of like, I don't care that it has low range, I'm literally going for one that is only about being right up on top of enemies, like close quarter rapid kills on it would proc like a, like a little mini storm, a little electrical storm or something. So you would, you would naturally then, then they could create perks that are even sort of attached to the weapon's theme. So uh, an SMG with greater range, but lower reload would be more about emptying the mag. There could be perks that are, you know, that you get from emptying the mag, because naturally you're going to want to use the whole mag because you're going to want to, you know, empty it. So maybe it reloads faster when you empty it or something. So the slower reload, you can kind of counteract that with the roll and how you use it. Same with the one that like has great reload, but horrible range. That's okay. You're going to go for one that gets perks that are in line with the fact that it has basically no range. So, um, I think what you're saying and what we said earlier about there being perks that complement void solar and arc could go hand in hand so that when you chase a weapon, it's not just what's the best reload and and damage perk combo. It's what's the best perk combo that complements this weapon's base stats. Um, and so exactly. Yeah. I think also that's a good way of doing that without making the weapon crap because uh, from the like at any role because I think that would create a depth for for hardcore players to really perfection it and but it would still be a good gun where you can focus on the first two perks for more casual players right right like a like a a more casual player is not going to think through Oh, this gun has lower range, so I want these perks and this and this. this. All there's like, oh, this gun has a cool lightning perk on it. Like that's like that's generally where they're gonna land, and that's why I touched on visual and auditory feedback. It's like if the gun's doing something cool, they don't even need to understand the depth of it and why it's effective or not effective in certain circumstances. All they know is it looks dope. Um, I think that's why breakneck was a popular weapon among casuals because you could hear it and see it and it felt cool. It just got faster and faster and faster and it was glowing and, and reloaded really fast. Like that player feedback doesn't need to be explained to them. It's like, yeah, it's it's a cool weapon. So visual effects, elemental effects don't need to be explained. You see it. You're like, that's dope. And this is why what you're adding to the discussion is good because you wouldn't need to understand all of the differences and all the nuances between base stats but for those of us that do it would add to that grind of no 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 on this smg you really want to grind for these perks because they go better with the long range slow reload combo um because right now what we do is, is if a gun has slow reload, you either avoid the gun completely because you're like, this friggin' sucks. Or you're like, I need outlaw and I need 
the you know the hand cannon reloader on my gauntlets it becomes a need it's too painful instead of it feeling like no this gun has an identity it's weighty it's heavy it shoots it shoots hard and has good range but the reload's a little slow i'm trading just like i did in the in the minecraft dungeons example i'm trading on my bow for a slower rate of fire because i got news for you the first time i shot that bow and like the arrow was doing like a wave animation and it was really slow i was like this thing is dumb and then i saw it hit a guy and then another guy and another guy and another guy and i was like oh like a light bulb went off because there was a visual and there was an auditory because it got off screen and i heard it hitting people so there was a visual and there was an auditory piece of feedback that i was like this is actually a dope weapon so you've got to say if a weapon's going to be slower on the reload slower on the fire rate you've got to give visual and auditory feedback to say though this gun actually is good if it does it does you know fill in the blank yeah, I think Trinity Ghoul is a perfect... I mean, it's one of the most exciting things they've done with an exotic. It's it's such a good weapon. Even if it's not perfect everywhere, it's still so much fun to use. Yeah. Well, let's hope they, let's hope they do that for fall. That's, that's all I got. Okay, thanks. thanks for calling in, dude. Good talking to you. Yeah, good talking to you. All right, Greg threw in at the last minute. Uh, if you're ready, Greg, I'm going to come to you because Coldheart had to back out anyway. Um so if you're ready, hopefully your mic's not having any issues. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Are you there? I am. Okay, perfect. Okay, I think there's I think there's two things that need to happen as well as like perk design and there's it's going to we're going to roll back into that. I think the second thing that needs to happen is Bungie need to fundamentally change their encounter design to be more engaging and also more rewarding. I mean, we talked about end game rewards before right Mm -hmm. i don't i think part of the reason they're so reluctant to move away from damage perks is because the content right now as it is is oh you go into even just a master nightfall and you have to unload 40 rounds into a red bar ad just to kill him okay i think you need they need to either manually set or scale the lower tier enemies so that you can proc the more interesting perks you can say all right like if it would be nice to be able to go into or in, or in scale the perk as well. Not not necessarily the base damage of the gun, but the perk. So it'd be nice to go into a Grandmaster Nightfall and say, okay, here's the red bar ads. They're running at you. You freeze them with a stasis weapon. You blind the, make the big guys while you're killing them. And then somebody can proc their buff gun off of the red bars and buff your teammates. And then you all go after the big guy right like that would that would be nice but it's just it's it's not possible it's just not how it happens right now now it's like okay we all got to stand back for 10 minutes with our Arkelos or not like Arkelos the Izanagis and shoot them down until they're dead and then we can move forward two feet but that's not engaging and it's a wonder why people just want more damage more damage more damage Mm. you know and I think part of the scaling would be okay maybe you complete a GM and you get like a miniature version of like you know the arc perk that you were talking about the chains lightning well how about as you do harder content the damage from that arc lightning goes up so that you're not just you know if i, if I take a trinity ghoul into a uh into a nightfall like just a normal 100k like adept to 1050 or something it's okay it, it can kill the ads but if i take it into grandmaster that like 2000 3000 arc damage is doing nothing yeah right and i feel like the the perk damage itself should scale Maybe you don't scale the base damage, but you scale the perk damage. Mm-hmm. You know, that way, like, that, that way the utility of the gun isn't lost. Like, it still does something. And you're not just throwing it aside for, like, the two guns that are available to use that are actually good. Yeah, like, as you're describing this, it's, just, it's so weird to keep referencing Minecraft Dungeons. But, like, when I was, <laughs> when I was playing that with my family, when we had it on easy... 
we are just slicing through everything like butter. It basically felt like a strike, right? right? Nothing can stop us. Just boom, 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 boom. And so when we upped the difficulty and we went to some content where it all started slowing down a little bit, what started to happen was we had to do exactly what you're talking about. We had to work together. Like, I would go in, I would damage everything with my attack, then my wife would come in and knock them all back so they weren't just sitting there hurting us. Because, you know, they're, they're taking longer to die, so you don't want to just stand there in the circle of, right. of enemies and, and face tank. So then, there was a natural tipping point where we felt like, this content's too easy, let's take it up a notch. And we felt as if we had been preparing for it. It's like, okay, now these abilities and our and our power expression, they make more sense in here. I'm bum-rushing this guy who keeps spawning enemies, and I'm using all my high damage attacks on him to get rid of him. Well, if everything's dying really quickly, that high damage attack never feels like it's worth anything. It's just another thing that's exactly. hacking through, just hacking through the butter. And so, I think the problem with Destiny, if we're to compare... I hack my way through strikes and it's so easy, so silly, nothing goes on. And then when I tip over into that hard content, I'm like, okay, everything at my disposal is now weak. I, I, none of my abilities yeah. are shining in here. Um, and this is where I, I don't think... damage. Yes, this is where I think people don't see the, why I keep saying when I go into content, I want to say these enemies are crazy strong, but so am I. Like, that's how I felt in Minecraft Dungeons. Was like, yeah, this is yeah. difficult. If we're, if we're not paying attention, we're going to die super fast. My son, he just goes charging ahead. And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm dead. It's, a, it's adorable. But at the same time, it's like he doesn't see the threat increase because to him, it's just another room of baddies. And so when, you know, we're on our toes, but we don't feel like we're absolutely weak garbage. And I think that's the big difference here is the switch is so dramatic that and this is why I do think I we've we've kind of zeroed in on primaries primaries more than anything don't have legs the minute stuff gets stronger it's like they, they, they just fall off why they don't have enough gun they don't have enough bullets in the mag they just do not do enough damage and so you're all, you're just constantly feeling like oh my gosh this is taking yeah. forever um, almost like your weapons just, have been they've been hobbled and have to lean on buffing and debuffing to even be worth a darn yeah they don't they don't scale they don't they don't touch anything i mean it's like i i think somebody mentioned uh lumina and like malfeasance i mean if you ever like rewatch the trailer for forsaken malfeasance originally like in the trailer it did the five shot thing and then it had an aoe explosion and i think that's a great i think that's a great utility if they added like a like a dot kind of damage to it too and i think mm-hmm. lumina is one of the funnest guns to, to use if you use it in like mm, kind of mid end game like some raids and stuff it is one of the most entertaining and enjoyable guns to use because you know you kill some ads you buff your teammate then you do you're all doing more damage but as soon as you enter something too high up it's useless yeah. and i think that's a real shame i think that that's why people don't want to use the you know these utility perks or anything like that because they go well okay it's it's, it's cool and it's interesting but it doesn't scale well with the content and i think bungie needs to move away from just sponge 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 to keep the lower tiers added like maybe reduce their health by 20 percent, but keep their damage higher that way you still have stuff that you can kind of mow down and kill to proc your cool perks and then you can work together with those abilities and with those perks to kill the higher tier guys yeah yeah well and a, a perk right now that a lot of us use, but I still think needs more visual and auditory feedback, is uh, demolitionist. When I when I proc 
demo where I'm getting grenade energy, just a little sound after a kill so that I know that it's working. And then guess what? Yeah. When I stop hearing the sound, I know that it's time to throw a grenade. Like now you're making it to where I can feel like I'm more efficiently using the the gun because right now it's like I have to look down I kind of have to disconnect myself from battle and look down to sort of say oh oh okay now my grenade's ready I can throw it if I knew I don't hear the sound anymore throw a grenade my gun just reloaded and now I'm getting the energy again I could more efe- effectively use demo so even some of the better perks right now I think would be more enjoyable and even maybe more popular if there was just more feedback to the player so they know that it's proccing. Now they are saying that the the malfeasance does that thing you were saying as long as you get the I guess the catalyst does it. Um well, it's not it's, some catalysts are there but they never put them in or they don't use them, you know, it's it's kind of a shame. I think there was supposed to add it like 2 seasons ago or 3 seasons ago. Oh wait, there is no malfeasance catalyst? Not in game. No. Wait, so the I don't. That's it's weird. A, so, yeah. so the malfeasance so has a catalyst that's not in the game. Yeah, they they the files are there for it, but they never actually put it into the game. I don't understand. It's so interesting. Oh yeah, there's not even a slot for it when you go and look at it. Yeah. Man, like they they data mine a whole bunch. Of, like people usually they add in a bunch of catalysts, and then people data mine them, but they they may or may not put them in the game. It's usually, I think it's probably leftover from testing. Well, um, and Catalyst, I just don't, I'm sorry, I don't I, like Catalyst. If, 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 if you're yeah. going to do a Catalyst, the gun should just come with it, so I can immediately start using it and slowly unlock the Catalyst instead of hoping it drops somewhere. I, I don't know. I, I've I never liked as, that. As someone who's done, like, every single one bar two, I really dislike them. And to be honest, like, when it for the more recent ones like Trinity Ghoul, I really think they should have just that, that should have just been how the gun was or how the weapon was, sorry, rather than adding in a catalyst. Yeah. No, I I I tend to agree with that that they're that cuz like I don't have the one for I don't think I have the one for Telesto or the Sleeper cuz I just couldn't be bothered. I got so sick of hoping that it would drop from those layers. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. Well, I think Sleeper's from Leviathan, isn't it? Well, one of them's from Leviathan. Um, Sleeper is from uh, Spire, Telesto's Eater of Worlds, and Acreus is Leviathan. Oh, so they are both the layers. Yeah, I didn't go for... I, I got so tired of going for Sleeper and Telesto, I gave up. Because, um, you know, I, if you're if everybody's getting it but you, and it's just a catalyst, it's just... I don't know. I found it to be unnerving. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. Um, so, um, but yeah. So I think like my my kind of like endpoint is I I think we do need more interesting perks. But I think if they're gonna work and people are gonna be interested in using them, that Bungie have to fundamentally change how, in particular, end game content works with regards to the enemies and and their. Um, I guess their difficulty spread. Right. Like, I shouldn't... Again, I shouldn't have to spend 15 minutes trying to kill a single red bar thrall. You know? I I think it should take a bit of effort. But it should give me more opportunity to proc, like, the more potentially unique perks that are there. And it should be more rewarding, you know, for people to 
work together and you know use abilities and use the perks on each other and, on, and with each other so that you have it's just so that it's just more engaging rather than just a onslaught or you know just a slow hard grind well games that do world tier like they do in in you guys are gonna get sick of me referencing it but in minecraft dungeons i can raise the it's difficulty of it is i can raise the difficulty of a dungeon and rerun it and it tells me what the recommended power is what the power difficulty bumps going to be what the gear drops are going to change to so there is a clear very clear sort of like mathematical i'm gearing up to go up i'm increasing my power so that i can increase the game's power and in destiny that's like not really a thing you're just like oh i max power okay what does that mean it doesn't freaking mean anything and well what guns have you grinded for to tackle this really challenging kind of what do you mean what guns have i grinded for (laughs) they're basically the same guns i've been using for the last three or four years the content just is really really tough and in 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 games like that the world tier just clicks in your brain you're like i know it's going to be x amount of numbers harder i know what that's going to feel like and you get to that point where you desire it because it's too easy and and unrewarding at the lower level and so it's like if Bungie wants to create good difficulty spectrum they've got to learn from those games I know people don't and I do this all the time I don't want to ham fist Diablo or Minecraft Dungeons and Destiny but man you can learn from those games big time and you can you can definitely conclude that the spectrum is is way too it's it's just it's like a it's just too black and white instead of being a nice gradient that goes from a dark color to a light color so you can tell like as as the light color gets darker and darker and darker you know it's going to get harder and harder and harder it's like no everything down here is basically just super easy and almost translucent and then you go up here and it's a brick wall there there is no progression uh leading up to it um because my, my son was like, oh, let's do it on hard. He's like, bump it up, bump it up. And because he's a kid, he doesn't understand. He just thinks it's funny because there's a skull. And I'm like, okay, cool. And we actually were able to beat it because we were stronger. And I think that's where, I don't I don't know if Destiny's ever going to be there, but I think games that really invest in a world tier system, I think they usually really, really benefit from that because you're always feeling that sense of, I could always get a little bit stronger. I could always, I could always really, really bump myself a little bit more. And that, that's, that gives you a sense of satisfaction because you kind of look behind all the tiers you're leaving behind. And that gives you a sense of progression. That's not just, well, my power number's higher. Well, I think, I don't know if they'll never do it or if they couldn't ever do it because you know the structure is almost pretty much there i mean they have already they already have scaled content they have enough activities you know to go from strikes i think you know what you said a few q no hard hard mode strikes would be great mm-hmm. um because i think part of the reason we have power creep is that we're chasing power and we're getting world draw power rather than you know like i think the pinnacle activity is really where they should start you know, yeah. like you, you do the activity and then you get the power, not you're chasing the power to do the activity, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you, to a, to a degree, like you shouldn't be getting like, they shouldn't, I don't think there should be a soft cap and a hard cap or, or no, the soft cap where you're just constantly getting level, 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 level. I think you should be doing activities, getting the rewards from it, leveling up from that and then moving on to higher stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think that just we just need more difficulty spectrum. So, and hopefully we get it because I think there's a right way to do it. So, I need to move on though. We're getting short on time, so I'm gonna move on to Doge. Thank you for calling in. All right, Doge, what do you got? 
so I think the reason why uh, damage and reload perk are like dumb is like 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 uh, most perk in the game uh, only affects like the weapon. It doesn't affect like uh, yourself, uh, your teammate, or like the enemy. Uh, like uh, th there are perks that affects like yourself, team the teammates, or the enemy, and that's perks like uh, shield disorient, which sucks because like you have to mask the energy type. Uh, there's perks like Demolitionist, which gives you your nade back, and there's perks like Disruption Break, which uh, allows you like uh, like like allows you to do more damage with like certain types of weapon. Like I think we need more perks like that. like uh, perks that uh, like allows like for trial control, like a lot what a lot of people in Q and A said survivability, like uh, buffing like your teammate. Yeah, like with, I remember when we were doing, uh, I was doing Master Nightmare Hunts with guys, and I would use my Unstoppable Round to, it didn't stun him, but it, it stopped him in his tracks and his head popped back, uh, well, the Champion Knight. So I would do that, and then they would know that that was the time for them to take their Izanagi shots. So that's just a, like a small example of me doing something with my gun that benefits my, my teammates, and... I think there's a variety of ways that you could do that to give people a reason to pivot away. Um, oh, I forgot to thank Justin Rodriguez. I hope you're still here. Thanks for renewing as a VIP member, dude. Welcome back. Enjoy all the extra perks in the Discord. Thank you for picking VIP. Um, the, you know, maybe leaving health stuff on the ground, maybe leaving, you know, energy orbs on the ground so you could run over it. So I know you just got to kill. There's energy orbs on the ground. Well, now I can I can use my grenade, my melee, and my class ability, knowing that I can go replenish it because you just created something on the ground for us. Um, you, know, you could do something similar with ammo uh, or you know, so just support oriented stuff. Again, I think the biggest challenge, and this is always this was a challenge for me with Illumina, is I couldn't tell if it was helping or not. Right, I'm just I'm just shooting my teammates, <laughs> and like, is it helping? Is it helping? I think when you see that feedback on the screen, you see something happening, you see the explosion, you see the things. Um, yeah, in in Minecraft Dungeons, another another time, I had a, a piece of armor that every time I healed myself, I would throw a piece of like food on the ground, and so and then I would see my teammates go and grab it, and it would heal them. Right, so I saw it happen, I saw it help them. And so I think support support things need to fall in that lane. It would need to be very clear to me that I created something that people are then going and benefiting from. Because um, as you're saying, it doesn't really do anything from the team. The only danger is if you go down that lane too far, it gets to the point where it's like it's hard. Would you would you care about those as a solo player? You know, would you care about those? those things, those support abilities if you're primarily playing a game by yourself not that solo players really dictate or should dictate where this game goes but I do think we have to consider the player mentality of like well why am I even going to care about that if I'm playing by myself or just you know kind of matchmaking and running around which to a certain degree those perks aren't intended for that player anyway they're more intended for a team that's trying to synergize and trying to like really you know come together and, and beat challenging content you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, 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 and one thing I uh, I was doing like uh like when you start the uh, discussion about like uh, the removal of damage perk and reload perk is uh, like I made a list of like possible perks like they can add like 
like, and one of the perks, like, uh, I came up with is, like, uh, if you kill, like, a certain amount of enemy, like, uh, like, allies around you, like, within, like, a uh, certain meter radius, like, gain ammo, or, or if you, uh, or, like, you, or you have, like, a, like, allies in a certain radius, like, gains, like, 10 stat points, and, and if you kill, like, enemy, like, up to five times, you gain, like, two more stat points, like, per kill, like, anything, like, to help your ally. I here's here's the only thing as soon as I hear that I'm like I'm not seeing it happen so you'd have to communicate that to the, that to the player in a pretty apparent way like I, maybe the ammo explodes and is on the ground but I guess we see it they don't that ammo is unique to the player I, the the helping your allies nearby stuff the only reason I think that stuff always struggles to get traction is you just don't see it I don't see the effect they could about, put like a radius around you like a circular radius Right, like you could see like glowing on the ground like hey guys come over here run next to me and then you would hear the sound of like ammo clicking or or something to indicate that people stepped in your radius and they got ammo. I need to hear it or see it because if I don't hear it or see it, I once you get going in content you're running in your gun and it's like I, I don't pay any attention to that. Like I don't know if it's helping you or not. I got to be near you. I, what do I got to hold your hand? Like how big's the radius? So... It's the same with like threat detector. It's like I, it, it, it's cool. I know it's working, but I need if I could get that audio visual feedback. Um, I think that's that's one of the keys with a lot of perks that might be more passive or might be more support oriented. You gotta let the player know it's working, so they feel that sense of satisfaction. It was like when I shot the arrow off the screen in Minecraft Dungeons. I heard it doing damage, so I knew it was helping. If I wouldn't have heard it, I'd have had no clue this thing was helping me. There's only so much room on the screen in a dungeon crawler. Arrow goes flying off the screen. If it's doing all this stuff for me and I didn't hear it, I may have dismantled it and moved on to another bow. I may have thought, ah, this thing sucks, but the audio feedback educated me on what was happening. And... I think that's that's part of what would need to happen with a lot of the perks we're coming up with. It would be more support or passive oriented. Is you gotta let me know that it's working and happening, so I can take satisfaction in being like, hey, "Here's a gross example. We had all these flies messing with us last night when we were, you know, outside using the fire pit with the kiddos, and they wanted to do hot dogs at the fire pit. You know, I got we, my wife wanted to get a fire pit, so we got one, and and uh, they didn't want to cook the hot dogs on the grill. They wanted to do the fire pit. So I said, okay, that's fine. And and we were getting messed with by the flies because this time of year flies are terrible. They're in the trash, so like we're kind of near the trash by the garage, and they're messing with us. So my wife got this bug zapper light, and I brought it out, and I couldn't we I couldn't get the light to they wouldn't go into it. It was kind of comical, like the flies would go into the light and like sit next to the thing that's buzzing, and they wouldn't hit it. All right, so. We, we, I put it on top of the food. There was like some pieces of apple and I put the thing like on top of them. So they were going in there. And so whenever I was sitting there, just talking to my wife, just hanging out and the kids were playing and you heard that little, it's like it, it strangely, it felt pretty good. It's like, yeah, get them, get those, get those bugs. Just something that small, just a little kink kink, like knowing, oh, it's working. It's the same in video games, man. If I hear the dumb thing working, if I hear click, 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 click. Oh, man, these guys just ran through my my aura that I created and they all got ammo. I, I think you would be like, well, that's a dope perk, right? Like like a bug zapper. I know these little nasty, disgusting flies are getting zapped into oblivion. 
same thing if you give me that audio feedback i'm probably going to lean into those types of builds and perks more than i do right now so yeah and and one thing i would like to add like uh benches that like uh crowd control like wouldn't really work in like how does he play i think i disagree because like in other game like you didn't use crowd control offensively offensively to like uh combo into like your like attacks like like if, like if you have like a primary weapon that can slow an enemy down like it would make it easier for you like to land that headshot from a sniper rifle or linear fusion rifle yeah no that's a good point it would increase your efficiency and lethality because you're you're slowing everything down um see so yeah, i tend to agree i think crowd control and slowing has a place in some of the harder content uh, especially if they start maybe giving us a little bit of a buff on our primaries and some of our other weapons so they don't feel so garbage. Um, so we can kind of meet the challenge on the battlefield instead of feeling like we're just underleveled, you know? Like in the games I've been describing where there's a world tier, I suddenly feel overleveled and I'm not getting rewards that are worthy of my time, so I increase the difficulty, and now I feel like everything's at my level. Now, yes, I can bludgeon myself and go way too high and have a really, really hard time, but I think generally speaking, it's just it's more gradual, so it's more enjoyable as opposed to being so dramatic as it is now. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons a lot of people like crowd control. When the frick are you going to use crowd control or, or suppression or stasis? You know, the content's just too hard. It's too, it just switches too fast. Yeah, I play a lot of MOBA and like crowd control, like, like, um, like considered to be like as equal to like damage or even more powerful than damage. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Good thoughts. That's that's rated an hour. I appreciate everybody calling in today. Thank you, Doge. And thank you to everybody else who called in. If you're like, man, that was cool. I would love to call in. All you got to do is be a VIP member and get in the Discord. So you can click join here on YouTube or use the Patreon at sntrpresents.com. As always, the easiest way to support me is to click subscribe and the bell button. That's free. And that lets you basically follow the channel so you don't uh, miss out on uh, on all the cool stuff going on when we do these daily streams Monday through Friday. We are very shortly, in about an hour, we're going to be doing Repeat Theater. So if you want to check out that new show, go to repeattheaterlive.com. We'll be going over there in a moment. But stick around. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to end this segment. If you're listening to this elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.